And now, Monumental Sports and Entertainment along with Pressbox presents Stan the Fans Bat Around. For the next two hours, listen in as Stan and Craig Heist bat around all manner of topics pertaining to the great game of baseball with their great group of guest contributors. Feel free to tweet your questions to Stan at StanTheFan. Now sit back and enjoy the bat around. Guys, take it away. Well, it's only taken me about four years to get that down right. I was able to like and share the show just as we hit the airwaves, and we hope you do the same. This is Stan the Fan here on this Saturday, the 28th of September, and this is the Bat-A-Round with Craig Heist and Kyle Ottenheimer has been kind enough to come in on his uh, usual day off to fill in for Ryan McGinnigan. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing well. It's a bit of a gray day in Baltimore, but ultimately, whatever. You know, it is uh, what it is. What's McGinnigan doing today? I think he's doing something with Towson, Towson related, football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know that he's in Florida, but I think, <laughs> um, I think whatchamacallit, uh, Griffin Bass is, I think he's in Florida. Okay. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, he sort of travels. I'll be back in a month as well. So they, <laughs> Towson is uh, keeping them busy, but it's you know it's uh, well, they, they look you know, good, pretty good with Flacco. I mean, the shame Shane Simpson went down with the injury, but uh, Shane, I did not know he's hurt. That's why I, part of the reason that Bill was able. I think that's he's going to be playing running back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome in. Let's get this out of the way. What a horrible night for the Terrapins uh, last God. night. Well, you, you turn the ball over right off the bat, and then you're down seven nothing, and it only and you thought that might be the worst of it, but that, <laughs> that was far far from the worst of it. Yeah, uh, the sad the sad thing. W- listen, we had questions whether the quarterback, this particular quarterback, who frankly has been the best quarterback Maryland has had in three or four years, simply because he's been able to stay standing right. for four games in a row. I mean, that that is unbelievable what run of luck they've had in that regard. But the defense uh, was just absolutely outclassed in every way, shape, or form. And aside from quarterback play, you just the, – the overall speed and athleticism of Penn State, who I think we all agree is probably not a top five team in the country. No. Uh, right. They're probably – they were probably ranked right where they are, 12 to 15 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but this is probably an uh, indicative of just the overall talent level between the two programs. Like, oh, yeah. the disparity between these two teams is large. And the depth yeah. that Penn State has, like, the guys that are transferring from Penn State are the guys that Maryland would be like, we've added a really impact player. Right. Because Penn State just, they've accumulated talent through the years, and it's the expectation. Unfortunately for Maryland, in a game where they really could have used – a bit of a statement just to say that we belong. We belong. Yeah. Right. Uh, it excellent, was, excellent way to put it, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, it was really uh, it was sad. It was sad. And I just hope in the past these kind of moments for Maryland football seem to always set back things, you know, not days or weeks or months, but years it almost seems like. Let's hope that Mike Loxley, the schedule makers, gave them a little bit of a favor that – they play next week at Rutgers, correct? Right, and they're at Michigan today. Okay, so uh, Wait, Michigan's played. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right, exactly. All right. Anyway, let's get back to baseball on the bat around. It is the bat around for a Saturday morning. We hope you do like and share the program on Facebook Live. Please do that. We are broadcasting from the Live Casino Hotel Studios, which we uh, do every each and every Saturday morning. And we want to also mention that 
This portion of the Bat Around is presented by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One. Craig Heist, you were out at um, Nats Park last night. Yes, sir. Um, and you knew before the game that it became official that Max Scherzer is going to pitch the wild card game for the Nats, be it at Nats Park or be it in St. Louis or Milwaukee. It's looking pretty good right now uh, for the Nats to host the game. Not done deal yet. Could be after tonight. But uh, your thoughts? Uh, well, if they I, win if they win their game at four oh five today. Then they host they host, they the, host game. the game right, and they they probably should win that game. It's uh, Adam Plutko is pitching again. Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. And yeah, Corbin Corbin at Nats Park this year, unbelievable. One point nine seven ERA. So that's that's the um, that's the situation uh, again. Uh, St. Louis is one game in front of Milwaukee. If both of those teams would win out and the Nats win today, the Nats would host the game. St. Louis would be the National League Central winner. Uh, but there's a lot of baseball to be played to get to that point. In the American League, we now know each and every team, well, like we do in the National, we know in the National League, we know all five teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Right. In the American League, that was decided last night before Oakland even took the field last night. Um, and before, well, Tampa was on the field when it happened. Cleveland, by the din of their loss last night, are out of it completely. Oakland and Tampa, though, are tied right now with a chance that Tampa could end up hosting the game or Oakland could host the game. All would have been different if not for my fantasy team. I have Liam Hendricks on my team. He came in to get his save last night, coughed it up with two outs, and um, uh, then coughed up the lead and the game. So Seattle beat Oakland about 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning last night, and that put the two teams in a flat-footed tie. Do we know what happens if they both win the remaining two games? I don't know who has home field. I don't know, I mean, who, they I don't play know who has uh, the, uh, the, the tie But they breaker. would play a tie. Would, would it be would. an automatic tiebreaker? Uh, they play a game to decide. I would think they'd play Probably. a game to decide. You think? That would seem pretty I, th- I think they do. Wonky. That yeah. would be wild. It, yeah. I mean, but they're fighting for. It would be very for... wild if one of the teams like Oakland had to fly to Tampa and then beat Tampa. Right. And then had to back. fly to Houston. Yeah. They're yeah. fighting for uh, the most intimidating home field advantage in baseball between Tampa Bay and Oakland. You know. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, Oakland, Oakland. Oakland actually has great support. Oakland does have support, and because there's a lot a, of lunatics there. But if it gets to a, a point of uh, you know you know home field for one or the other, sure. Uh, I I would take my chances and say. Oakland would have the much better crowd than yeah. Tampa. But it's also yes. the advantage of not having to travel. And, well, you that, know, that's all the biggest that. thing, right. yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, we do know that the Houston Astros uh, are right now two games in front of the New York Yankees. Those two teams could actually finish in a tie for the best record in the I American League. I heard last night that... Uh, Is it by the force of who... who yeah, have, but, but I heard last night that uh, the, the Astros have that wrapped up as far as home field. Okay. All right. I would think they would have it uh, wrapped up. So, the winner uh, ultimately of Oakland-Tampa, whichever way that plays out, has got the unenviable task of uh, playing the Houston Astros in a... Five-game series? Five-game series, division series. Right. Yep. And the New York Yankees and the Minnesota Twins 
will play in a best-of-five series as, as well. well. right. All right. National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers have wrapped up best records, so they will have await the ultimate winner of Washington versus Milwaukee or St. Louis, and Atlanta awaits to figure out who they're playing, either St. Louis or Milwaukee. Right. So it's uh, quite a wild Last uh, two wild days. finish, yeah. Who do you guys think, I mean, look, outside of the Astros, Yankees, and Dodgers, who I think are presumed to be the top dogs in the field, who is your team and the rest of them that you think could legitimately make a run? I don't think anybody wants to play the Nationals. I, I, I really I, didn't. I got to tell you, the National League, I have done a flip-flop, and I take some grief for it over at Mid-Atlantic Sports Report. I have St. Louis playing the – and my power ranking sometimes, I mean, I don't run them through a computer simulation. It's sort of my sure. assessment. I think the Cardinals are playing the best baseball of anybody right now. They're like 34 and 14 over the last 48 games. Have their bullpen issues been? I think since the t- the moment they put Carlos Martinez in as their closer – that was their bullpen issue, was closing out the games. The rest of their bullpen, Craig, has been pretty good this year. Galigos, and uh, uh, they're all nameless but uh, and faceless, but they've been pretty good, I thought. But the key, and we had uh, Jeff Passan on, and he concurred that Jack Flaherty has been probably sure, the best pitcher in baseball. Traded him away <laughs> in the middle of the season when he was like 4.79, and I think every start since then he's like lowered it. And he's, yeah. he's been phenomenal. So. <laughs> Good for him. I've, I've done that before. <laughs> Sometimes that change of scenery is a good thing. <laughs> he didn't like playing for Kyle Ottenheimer's KO. Right. I had him and Walker Bueller. I was like, I'll keep Bueller. It's all right. Yeah. Could have kept him. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's wild. So let's get back local for a moment. And I'm not talking Baltimore local. I'm talking Washington local. And before we do that, we remind you we're in the we're in the live casino hotel studio. We're asking folks that may have just arrived to please like and share the show on Facebook Live. We also want to mention that our guest today will be in about 10 minutes, Todd Karpovich, who covers Press Box, uh, covers the Orioles for Press Box, PressBoxOnline.com. About 10.45, 10.50, we've got an interview with Adam Eaton that Craig Heist was kind enough to bring in to, for us. Uh, 11.05, Matt Slatus, the former general manager of the um, Aberdeen Ironbirds, who now is director of operations for the Fit Team Ballpark of the Beaches in Palm Beach. Uh, and, Craig, uh, that's where the Nats and the Astros uh, are housed in spring training. That was the new facility that allowed the Nationals to get out of Vieira and that allowed the Astros to get out of Kissimmee. Have you been there yet? I have not, no. Yeah, you hear it's great, though? All right, it's a nice facility. Yeah, so anyway, he's running that facility on a year-round basis. We'll talk to our friend Matt Slatus, who was a – a pretty good supporter of press box with the Aberdeen Ironbirds over the past three and a half seasons. Uh, then uh, Bill Latson, uh, you know, uh, the show takes a screeching halt, doesn't it? Oh, Bill boy. Latson. Yeah. Well, you know, you were talking about uh, you know <laughs> Cardinals being hot. Yeah. Well, the Nationals uh, have won eight of their last nine, ten of the thirteen since September the fifteenth. Right. So they're they're pretty hot. Yeah, they're pretty hot. And like I said, uh, with, uh, but, the top, but, with the top three pitchers that they can throw out and with their offense being what it is right now, I don't think anybody wants to play them. I, I would say that the uh, – I, I cannot recall a time uh, – to me, the only team that clearly has, has 
the only team that has clearly benefited from a lame schedule is the Milwaukee Brewers. I, I don't I disregard them as having any chance to advance, uh, but I think between Washington, St. Louis, Atlanta, and the Dodgers, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if any of those teams made it to the World Series. No, well, I don't think you should be shocked anyway. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, you if, wouldn't be shocked in the American League if Oakland or Tampa, one of those two teams, made Oakland's it to the World Series. So well recently. Well, no. here, here's another thing: if 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 the Yankees have to play the Twins, right? Okay, right. The Yankees have traditionally, in the postseason, owned the Twins. I mean, it was like they made was, them their bitch. This was like Mike Messina pitching against Minnesota, right. All the time, right. Between Baltimore and and New York, Moose had like a twenty-three or four and three record against them. But he's not pitching. For I'm the Yankees. understanding, but one of my, my point is, you can you got a team that's hit three hundred and some odd home runs this year, right? Both of and, them, have and, and both have them. Yeah. From so I mean, you know, and and who's going to tell me the Yankees pitching is all that? Solid. It's that's clearly not solid. Right. But the Minnesota Twins starting pitching is not solid uh, well, whatsoever. Yeah. So you could have a lot of slugfest in that mm-hmm. series. I, I got to be honest. But all having said all of that stuff, I, in my time, the closest I've ever seen, and and they did not make it uh, that year, was when the Phillies had. Would they have Roy Halladay? Yeah. Was it Cole Hamels? And no, it was Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay. And uh, Roy Oswald, mm-hmm. and I think Hamels was he even up then? Was he like their fourth starter? But the Oak, the Houston Astros top three of Verlander, Cole, and Granke, it's it's otherworldly. It yeah. really is, and they should be, I think, a strong favorite to win the the whole enchilada. Well, I don't think there's any question about that when you look at uh, that lineup and. They're starting pitching, and, you know, they go out and get uh, – I mean, Garrett Cole's been just fabulous for them all year long. Forget what Verlander does, just yeah. right off the hand. Yep. But So, we, let's get to the local debate that I wanted to, because I, I figured you would be – you would fall in line with manager Davey Martinez and what your sensibilities are about this, that Max Scherzer is the right choice to announce to start the uh, wild – the one-game wild card that they have to win to advance – uh, you're you're in favor of Max Scherzer I'm over in favor, Steven Strasburg. Well, I'm in favor of Max Scherzer because of what I've seen the last two starts, and he has certainly pitched more like Max Scherzer the last two starts, as when he came off the IL. You know, this was all about building him back up to where he had been before he went on the IL, and uh, I'm in agreement with it because that's what I've seen. I've seen Max pitch more like Max. I've seen Steven Strasburg pitch outstanding, 18 wins all year long, being consistent. Uh, but when push came to shove and Strasburg was told about this, uh, he was totally he on board. It, yeah, totally I mean, he t- yeah, yeah, I understand that. He's a, he's a professional. And yeah. uh, I, I liken this a little bit to when the ninth inning of that game in the, in the World Series – when uh, manager Terry Collins knew that the right thing to do was to take Matt Harvey out of the game, and he let Matt Harvey kind of bully him and and push him into keeping Matt Harvey in, and we know how that ended up. That's my fear here is I think Steven Strasburg is pitching so much better than Max Scherzer over their last eight starts that I don't see the – I mean, there there's mixed messages that Max is sending. His strikeouts 
are still pretty powerful. Yeah. Okay. But his ERA in his last seven starts, and I'm even giving him the first start in was it in Pittsburgh where he made his first start back? Yeah, he went four innings in that Right. Game. I even threw that out, and his ERA in the remaining seven starts is four point seven four. And Steven Strasburg's ERA in his last eight games is one point seven five. Teams are batting one seventy five against Strasburg. His last eight starts, they're hitting about two forty against Scherzer. And here's my biggest point. At the time that Strasburg, the, these last eight starts, he started that stretch with an ERA of 3.81. His ERA now, Strasburg's, is 3.32. At the time that Max Scherzer came back from his injuries, his ERA was 2.41. It's now 2.91. So the two pitchers are going in opposite directions. I'm not saying that I'm benching Max Scherzer. He's never pitching in the playoffs, and I'm also reserving the right to say three weeks from now if we're in Game 7 of the World Series and Max Scherzer is pitching like Max Scherzer, that's who I would want to start. But in a one-game playoff, I think that Dave Martinez is making the wrong decision. I don't think so. I I look at this guy's track record, what he's done, and uh, the kind of pitcher he is and the kind of leader he is. I just think he's the guy to put out there on the mound. That said, I will tell you this. If this doesn't work out, I will come back to you and apologize, but I will not flip-flop on it and say that it was not the right choice. I think it's the right choice. You don't owe me an apology if you're wrong and I'm right. But here's the thing. You're talking about home runs. He's always given up home runs. Always. Uh, 20, 20, 29, 23, 18 in two consecutive years, 27, 31, led the majors – in giving up home runs uh, back in 16 uh, with the Nationals, 22, 23, and 18 this year. But he's given up eight of them over his last, I think it's 37 innings. Okay. Okay. All right. Kyle, you you want to chime in on this, uh, who you would start? I mean, so to I make – I kind of – it's hard for me to say that if you have Max Scherzer, I wouldn't give him the ball. Historically in my lifetime, I think of, I think of Steven Strasburg more as a – 1.2 kind of whip guy, and then I think of Strasburg as a sub one kind of guy. Wait a minute, you're you mean, you mean the other way around? The other way around. You said yeah, yeah, Scherzer. Scherzer is a sub one. Strasburg is like 1.2 in my mind. Like I, I tend to err on the side of consistent dominance. And look, if it's Max Scherzer is, who's done it before, some, right? This is not something I came up with just easily. Sure, sure. Craig, you and I have had conversations yeah. where we both say that Scherzer may be the best right-handed pitcher we've ever well, seen. Well, you know, and I told him that last year we had him on uh, during Winterfest. Right. And I told him, when he was sitting down with myself and Andy Poland at the time, Right. I told him, I said, you know, I've covered, I said, I grew up watching Jim Palmer. I covered Mike Messina, who just went in the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, I've seen Clemens and Pedro and covered that whole thing. I said, you know, in my opinion, you're the best right-handed pitcher I've seen. If 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 and that, I felt, and that includes Mike Messina. <laughs> if I felt he was a hundred percent and yeah. could pitch at a hundred percent, I wouldn't be having this debate. But I think that, and, and if it was a five-game series, and you're asking me who to start in Game One, I have absolutely no problem, Max Scherzer. But when my team hmm. needs to win one game right now, I just don't. I, I and I hope I'm wrong. Because I, uh, you know, I'm born in Washington, and uh, you know, I. I and hope that's I'm why wrong. we kicked you out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. All right. Anyway, maybe some of you have some thoughts or comments uh, along those lines. Feel free to uh, uh, fire us. Uh, do we have Mr. Karpovich on? Mr. Karpovich is with us right now. Todd Karpovich. Todd, how are you, my friend? Pretty well. How are you? And what pool are you aside today? What's that? What pool are you sitting beside today? Um, <laughs> I'm sitting in my house today. Yeah, all right. By the, <laughs> way, by the way, I paid no attention to it Thursday night. What did Navy do Thursday night? They lost. They lost. They lost. They lost. Uh, yeah, uh, they lost by two touchdowns. They, they're just going to have trouble. A, a conference, AAC conference is really good. And yeah. gonna have, they're going to have matchup problems. They just don't have the, uh, the athletes to yeah. match up with some of those teams. Kind of like <laughs> kind of like Maryland in the Big Ten. They did, they did a lot better than Maryland last night. Yeah. Jeez, a whiz. That was, di- that was di- disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah. Um, so let's bring you into this debate. We know that you cover the uh, Baltimore Orioles for PressBox and PressBox Online, but we're having a mini debate in here uh, about who you would start in a one-game playoff right now given uh, the the way that Strasburg is pitching versus the way Scherzer is pitching. I think, yeah, I just think you go with Scherzer. I mean, he's a <laughs> – Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think that they they settled that. Didn't they? They, yeah, they, no, they, they have. We're just yeah. debating it. I think yeah. Davey Martinez has made the wrong call here. So you want to do like Strasburg? I like. I don't like him if if Max Scherzer is fully healthy and pitching at, at optimal. I mean, there's nobody better than Max Scherzer. I don't see that he's doing that right now. Well, here's the deal: you got both of them. <laughs> you know, yeah, you that's, both that's of them. the bottom line to it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if it's one, it's one game, so you throw them both out there if you have to. You well, they mean? probably will both pitch in this game unless – if Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer and the Nats get a four or five run lead, you might be able to save Steven Strasburg for game one of the uh, series against the Dodgers. Uh, uh, but, uh, again well, – that's the problem, though. Their offense is so hot and cold, you don't know what they're going to do. That's kind of the, the, the issue there. The, the Nationals have the pitching. It's just been uh, – the, the hitting has kind of been their uh, been their bugaboo a little bit. Well, yeah, well, and in the in the postseason, it has been that way. Uh, it's a totally different. It's, it's a, a totally, totally different, different animal, animal yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. like I like the the depth of the the Nats lineup, uh, and I'll I'll be flat out. And Jeff Passan thought I was crazy the other night on on Masson. I said, and Pat Passon is unlike the rest of us, right? <laughs> he didn't know I'm crazy. He didn't know I was crazy yet. I said, convince me that I'm wrong that the Dodgers aren't about to, uh, you know, sort of self-implode. I, I don't like the way the Dodgers are playing for some reason. I don't. I don't think Kershaw is, a, and you know, he chided me about that. I think you're forgetting Kershaw is the best pitcher of the generation and all that. Yeah. But but in the playoffs. When you're facing the best team, this isn't game 82 against the Kansas City Royals or the Mets. Well, and Passing could have also told you that Scherzer has been the best pitcher in a generation. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, I don't like, I, and I did, I, I left myself one, one little caveat, though. I said, convince me that unless Walker Bueller steps into stardom during these playoffs, that they won't kind of self-destruct. I, I don't like them. Making it to the World Series. Well, and here's here's for me. This is the reason I don't think Kenley Jansen's Kenley Jansen. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like the Braves in the National League. I think they, I think they have the talent to make the World Series. See, it's interesting. I think I if I were picking one team, uh, I would probably pick the Cardinals right now because of how they've played over the last fifty games. 
And I love the two starters, Dakota Hudson but, uh, and Jack Flaherty. That, that, again, too, is why baseball is the greatest game in the world because, you know, no matter what you did in September or what the numbers say, you could get into the postseason and it can shut off just like that. I mean, you yeah, could exactly. make you, know? you could make an argument that the Dodgers over the last three years have been the best team yeah, sure. in the regular season, and, and they've got nothing to show for right. it except, hey, you had a great regular season. And you got to the World Series you the last two years. You got to the World years. Series, you know. Yeah, which means nothing. You got to make yeah. I mean, look at – and in the American League, you know, can the Yankees hit their way into the World Series? Yeah. You know, I mean, with the – uh, the Astros are going to be tough to beat. It, it, well, and you, and you say it means nothing. That's a whole nother argument that I is a pet peeve of mine. That just because you get eliminated in the postseason, that your season yeah, was somehow mean, a piece of garbage, anything. or right, something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, the last memory you have is losing in the playoffs, and that's the one that that's the one that sticks around. Well, hey, what's the last you know? memory of Karpovich that I have and you have? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Todd, you not yeah. only you not only covered Buck Showalter, you wrote you and Jeff Seidel wrote a book about him. One of the one of his mantras was don't judge your players too much based on what you see in March and yeah. September. And Frank Robinson yeah. Frank Robinson had that same philosophy and he called it fool's gold. Right. So so are what the Orioles are seeing out of Austin Hayes right now, is that fool's gold or or do we think that this is the guy that's going to come into spring training next year like a terror and just grab a hold of that center field position, which they want him to simply because of his defense? Uh, yeah, I think I think Austin Hayes is the exception to that philosophy of uh, you know um, uh, March and September because he has the pedigree to play center field. Um, they developed him. He's one of the guys they've developed the right way. You know, he, he paid his dues in the minors. He's hitting, you know, after his first couple of at-bats and getting his legs under him, he's been, a, he's been one of the most productive players in that lineup in the, in the last couple of weeks. Um, the thing is, the question is, can he stay healthy? Yeah, that, that's, that's the big thing with Austin Hayes. Um, but, yeah, he's going to come in. His, it's, center, it's his job to lose that during spring training for sure because he definitely has the range. He's good defensively, and he's got a good bat. You know, he just needs to continue to develop. Yeah. And I think he's getting more confidence every day because Ty Hyde's been playing him. Well, you know? from so, from what I saw from the second half of the season to the end, uh, I saw a guy that is head and shoulders above anything else the Orioles put out in center field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know. It's interesting. I've been calling him since spring training Mike Trout Light. Uh, again, that's not saying he's Mike Trout, but he has, to me, sort of the same skill set he, where Trout's like a five, I think Austin Hayes has a chance to be like a four in all those categories. But it was interesting. Brandon Hyde thinks he's very similar to A.J. Pollock, which is a pretty good comp. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not saying he's Mike, Mike Trout. I'm saying he's Mike Trout at a slightly different level. You know who else could uh, fall in that category? And that's Kevin Pillar. Uh, probably without I, the power, but you know, in terms I of I like his, him a lot better. But I'm just way. saying, in terms of his defense, yeah. that's the, you defensively. Know, yeah. yeah, I think he's the the one and, thing that yeah, still he's a feather the Orioles cap too, because he's a guy that they developed. You know, I mean, that's yeah, what they right. have to do. They need they need more Austin Hayes to come through the the system and contribute at the major league level. Guys, they develop. Because that's what the Orioles are going to have to do. Yeah, there's no question about that. The one thing that does scare me, like you mentioned, I look at him. I look how he steals a base. I look at how he runs into a wall. Yeah. Uh, he's just all out. 
there doesn't seem to be the ability for him to almost shift the gear to protect himself. He's just all out all the time. Although, although you remember the catch that he made over the wall, okay, the one that, that got – That was brilliant. Okay, brilliant. But uh, I did I, – I've talked to a few people – over at the ballpark, and they said I could have done a lot. It was a great catch. There's no question about it. I could have done without the chest pumping. Yeah, you know? well, that's true. And I, I understand the excitement of making a catch like that. But uh, uh, did you see, yeah. did you yeah. see the Cubs catch last night by Almora? Yeah. He did the same exact yeah. thing. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, I could do without it, too. I could do without it, yeah. But, but you know what? I've never been 21 or 22 years old and made a catch like that in a major league park, you know? I was 21 and we drank yeah. beer like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I put my chest six-foot legs. <laughs> right. And we were sitting there going, yeah, chest <laughs> that's, uh, that's my Craig Heist. There that's you go. Why he, that's what he adds to this show each and every week. Uh, that, you know, the play that comes to my mind that sort of supports my fear about him is the play the other night in Toronto where he leaped up midway in the warning track, uh-huh. did not catch the ball, and kind of hit his head on the wall. I mean, that's like almost how you hurt your neck. Yeah, right, but that's that's yeah. also that's also uh, the, the more you do that, the more comfortable you'll yeah. get about your surroundings and kind of like drinking beer. Kind of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The more the more you do it, the less you get used to it. All right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what are, what are a couple other observations? I mean, obviously. Wojo, of all the guys that they've tried, from David Hess to Dan Straley to Jimmy Yacobonis to anybody, that the Aaron Brooks, Ty Block, this guy has really kind of looked the most most the part of a guy who could be in the rotation next year. Yeah, he got his fourth win last night. His ERA is what, 4 492 now. Um, he's really got a shot to be part of that rotation going into spring training and he earned it. He's been around, too. You know I mean? This isn't his first rodeo. Yeah, this is seventh so, team, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's a guy who shoots. He's showing he can pitch at the major league level. He just has to be consistent. And maybe if he gets opportunities there, he can be consistent. He's certainly going to get his chance because, uh, you know, He's not, he, it's not going to be a real heated battle for his starting rotation spot. I mean, as far as, you know, the guys in front of him. You know what I mean? So he's got a chance to be part of the back end of rotation. He just has to keep, you know, keep working. Um, the quick question is, what are they going to do with Villar? That, that's the, that's going to be the, the, probably the most pressing thing they deal with first in the offseason because he had such a great year. Uh-oh. But are they, are they going to arbitration where he can make $7 million? Do you pay that well, much for Well, i got to tell you something now. I, not that I read, read it as the gospel. Yesterday, by the way, I read an MLB.com. You know how they, they take a story and then they write their own version, mm-hmm. put the links in it. <laughs> I read a story where John and Peter Angelos are the sons of Peter Angelos. So I don't take everything I read there as the gospel. Uh, and I sent them an email, and I don't know if they corrected it. They hadn't five hours later. Uh, but, of course, they meant to say John and Louis Blue, Angelos right. yeah. are the sons. But they they said in this article that that VR, if he makes the same percentage raise that he made in arbitration last year, he would go to $9.1 million. Oh, $9. million. Um, I see him being in the sevens. And I, th- yeah. I think the club has a real hard time simply non-tendering him. I think that's an almost impossible position to take uh, while you're sort of trying to make state the case with your fans that you're both building and trying to win a little bit today. Right. Um, 
But uh, I do think that that does not stop them from trying to include him in some type of trade to a team that would love to have Jonathan VR. I mean, what you've lost is a hundred lost season. It's a season that Villar's had. He's he's going to play in all hundred sixty two games. Well, I'll tell you what, he was twenty twenty guy. It's crazy. He was my MVP. I would say back in mid August when Mancini was declining and the average had gotten down to like two sixty four. And so now you're going to flip flop. No, I'm not going to flip flop because, and that's why I have a problem with the Orioles making you decide who their MVP is by September. By 15th. September, well, even, even, I think it was earlier than that this right. year. Yeah, right. it was late August. Yeah, right. right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What, what what is this? Right. So, what date would you have it? The twentieth? No, I'd have it the last week. You know, where you could put it out. You know, and the whole thing is about. They have to get the trophy engraved and everything. You know, no, you name the guy right. who's had the season, the you later. give him the trophy later. Right. You give him a trophy yeah. with the name you know? Craig Heist on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah. hard to find. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've I, never, I just think. I've I, never had a trophy. No, I will. Yeah. So. Since little. Yeah. Well, you, you get, you, you on your side of the aisle, you get participation trophies. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> that make you feel good. That, right. Yes, it did. Right. Anyway. Uh, so, Wojciechowski, other than that, so so wait a minute. So, did you end up voting for Mancini? Or I didn't voted? vote. You didn't vote? No, I know somebody yeah, I else, who, I know somebody else who didn't vote because of that. Okay. All right. I didn't vote. So, who would you have voted for if it was at the end? At the end of the year, I would have picked Trey Mancini. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you're asking me to make a decision at the end of August based on what I'm looking at. and I could make it based on how many times Jonathan VR got thrown out on the bases. (laughs) Not not stealing bases. but just trying to advance. Just boneheaded base running plays. Yes, yes. Yeah, his mental errors. But, I mean, defensively, VR is very good. Offensively, I knew what kind of player he was when I saw him play regularly in the National League. Right. So I, I knew what the Orioles were getting, and I, I for one, was very excited to find out he was coming here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's uh, amazing when you think about it. That well, Minnesota. I mean, Milwaukee wanted to give up that salary. They right. didn't want to have that salary. So it, uh, that's why the Orioles were fortunate enough to get him. Uh, yeah. Do you agree? Do, do, do you agree with me, both of you? that VR defensively would benefit from playing one or the other position. I agree with that, and I think his best position is second base. Yeah, I agree, too. That's I agree. My, but yep. that's Alberto's best position. Well, I understand probably. that, but, yeah. you know. Although, for me, I could see plat- – I'd figure a way to get Alberto more at bats, but I think a platoon at third with Ruiz would not be a bad way to go. And, and, and I will say this, too. What's the future hold – for Richie Martin, given another spring training with this club, I think he's got to go back down to the minors. Yeah, he's got okay. work on his hitting. Yeah, all right. Yeah. To me, he was his thirtieth home run last night. Another guy who's had a real quietly had a really good year. Who's that? Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, Nunez. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Nunez. Yeah. Another yeah, guy and, quietly had a. Yeah. a and congrats, congrats yeah. to him. Congrats to him on his thirtieth home run right. last night because he was sitting on twenty nine for, for quite a while. Month. Yeah, for yeah. about a month. Yeah. He's a nice kid. Yes. Uh, a very nice kid. For a guy like that, it's pretty so, good. That's so we're splitting hairs on a lot of things here. I mean, none of the things we're talking about are going to take the Orioles from 52, 53 wins to so 70 90, right. or 80. Yeah, and but, but, Elias but, said that last week, and they're going to take some hits again next year. But, but let me ask you a question about third base and Rio Ruiz. 
have you guys ever seen a guy that now I don't think it's him that's deciding to play back as deep as he does. That seems to be a an analytical an thing. analytical thing, but he's got to realize how deep he is and get the balls quicker on his first step. Right. I, yeah. I think I've seen six or seven times that, I'm, and I'm not saying he lollygags it. He sort of takes his time fielding the ball, and he doesn't have a particularly strong arm. And I'm telling you, six or seven times people beat out what I consider almost routine plays. Right. Yeah, well, they, got, I mean, they have to get better defensively across the board. Right. I mean, the whole they, they, from, the, from, the, from one to nine, they have to get better defensively. Well, That's I know one thing. They th- need to focus on. I know one thing. The addition of Hayes in center field makes them a better outfield. No for question. Sure. Yes. You know, um, it's but, funny. It really hit me, Craig and Todd, when that 89 team was in, and they weren't a great team by any no, shakes. Um, and, and I'm not predicting I'm not predicting the Orioles in 2020 will do what the Orioles did in 89 after 88. But I will say I was taken – I was a little taken by surprise how much all the pitchers and players talked about the outfield defense and what a difference it made. Right, well, and Jim I, Palmer I, says it all the time. Jim Palmer says the defense he had behind him was the key, really the key for all the right. he had. Yeah. He's not afraid to admit that. But that '89 team, I mean, I thought Cal Ripken's quote was the best. He says, "He says we were so bad in '08. I mean, in '88 that we come back in '89 and there's a bunch of rabbits catching everything out in the outfield." <laughs> yeah, well, that, you know what? That's a perfect example of guys playing for jobs and hustling and trying to show they have staying power. You know, that's what this group needs to do. Right. I, I was taken by Cal's other quote where he said, I've never been one that thought of myself as a guy that liked reunions and all that. He said, but this was very special to mm-hmm. get together with that group of players. Yeah, considering they fired his father, you know, the, the previous year. Yep, yep, is, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, do you expect, uh, before we let you go, we know Brandon Hyde is in no jeopardy whatsoever. And I would say that the batting coach and the main coach, the main the pitching coach Doug Burkow, have both done very good jobs. Do you expect this coaching staff to be back uh, un unchanged? No, you know, you know, they hired, they, they made their hiring so late. Late, right? Yeah, as the season down, I think they're going to have a chance now to sit back and evaluate. I think there's going to be some changes. The one thing we've seen on Mike Elias. That guy is not afraid to make decisions and pull triggers. You know, what I mean, yeah. he's wasted no time putting his stamp on the club, and he, he uh, you know, he wants things. He has a plan, and he's sticking to that plan, and he's going to bring the people in. And he thinks that are going to, you know, are best for the job. And we've seen that. I think he's going to be. It's even going to be more aggressive. I think this off season. You know, there's a uh, there's, there's really no sentiment with this with this front office. You know, they're they're in they're in to win and to build a contender, and they're going to put the best people and. People who don't carry the weight, we've seen they're gone. Yeah. So I think they're going to they're going to sit back and look at this coaching staff, and now that they have time, a whole season, sort of to put together a plan. That, you know, there's going to be some changes. Yeah, time. I would think so as well. I would think so yeah. as well. And they've already made announced a couple changes with the managerial lineup in the minor leagues. Yeah. I could see one of the coaches, and I'm not picking him out. I didn't even talk to him the whole season. Arnie Baylor, for example. I know they yeah. like him. I could see him possibly managing on a minor league team in the organization. Yeah, guys are paying their dues. I think they're some the guys are paying their dues and doing a good job on their network board. I do see that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Listen, uh, we appreciate it. We'll uh, catch up with you shortly. We'll see what the Navy schedule is next week and uh, talk uh, to Navy you. Navy Air Force next week at Navy. Big one. At Navy, what time? Noon. 
Uh, 3.30. 3.30. So you might be able to join us, right? Yeah, I'm going to be. Yeah. All right. It's a big game for Navy. Todd, thanks. Thanks for all you've done for us during the season, and uh, we'll continue to chat with you. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Hi, right. right, man. All right. Ken Zalis, by the way, is back, and he's fulfilling all of nah. not, not your fantasies. Well, but, you're but, damn but, right about that. That's right. <laughs> but your football fantasies. Anyway, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday at 11.30 a.m. It's really hosted by Glenn Clark and Kyle Ottenheimer. It's part of the Glenn Clark Radio Show. Uh, KZ helps you set your lineups for all of your fantasy matchups. Watch at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. It's all brought to you by Wise Markets and Glory Days Grill. Join us for PressBox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. Craig, one of our favorite places is, of course, um, your office. Yeah, and that the Costas is the Costas Inn. Inn. Yeah, absolutely. A 40... Talk a little bit about your office. Well, my office is at 4100 North Point Boulevard. and it's usually Who's I'm... your secretary? Well, uh, that could be any one of the five waitresses <laughs> that are there at the at behind the bar. And usually uh, the office uh, situation is at the corner of the bar, right in front of the big screen television. Gotcha. Okay? gotcha. So that's the place to be. Costas Inn, and this is the best time right now to get steamed crabs a lot of people think well it's the summer yeah june. you know june that kind of june july but really right now is the best time and uh the costas inn has uh the most plentiful and fullest crabs that you can buy in the baltimore area and are you calling their crabs foolish yeah no 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 full 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 oh, okay. kind of like you okay <laughs> full full of it yeah. full of it right and uh, the Costas Inn uh, has great specials throughout the week. Monday night is crab cake night. Tuesday night is rib night. Uh, Wednesday night uh, is steak night. And also half-priced bottles of wine uh, come with that, uh, or anything on the menu for that matter, on Wednesday night. And then Thursday is uh, lobster night. You can get that plain or stuffed. And great specials on the menu uh, all week long. Live entertainment. Jazz night on uh, Wednesday night, rock and roll Friday and Saturday. It's a place to be. Cost us in. Just one question, so I'm clear on it. Yeah. So if I walked in and just said, I don't want anything to eat. I just want a bottle of wine. Right. They'll sell it to me at half price. I think I, I think they will do that. Jeez, it was. Right. I should do that. I mean, I get just... a clarification on that. Yeah. I mean, and, and if it's not the case, I probably lost my office at the end of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The cost us in, it is. Uh, truly uh, one of our favorite places, Craig Heist and I. We, but we, we kind of check out to make sure we're not there at the same time. Well, you know, here's the, here's the thing about the Costas Inn. You and I did a Ravens show live from there yep. back in 96 when the Ravens first came to town. They set us up right at the beginning. Yep. And that's how I got to know Pete Triantopoulos and Nick Triantopoulos. And Nick and I kind of hit it off we've been the best friends ever i know since. um i met i met nick and pete and costas and the mom through you remember don from dundalk yeah who yeah used yeah, to yeah. call my shows right Stan. right right one night he called and he always called in the 12 o'clock hour and he was a little looped yeah you know? he liked to drink like he'd his been beverage at the yeah, like he'd been at the costas and walked home uh he says stan he calls me after the show on wcbm stan Don from Dundalk. I said, yeah, Don, I recognize your voice. He goes, got to come out to the Costas. I got to introduce you to Nick and Petrie and Toffolos. I go, yeah, yeah, okay. He, and he called about six times, and mm -hmm. he kept saying, I know they'll spend a little money with you. They love you. 
come on out, Don from Dundalk. And I sent, I didn't even go. I sent Mittermeier out mm-hmm. there. And he said, these guys are great guys. Yeah. And then I came out there, and we've been best friends ever yep. since. I can tell you the truth. They don't really like you. Well, I don't They know. really Whatever. don't. They like your money. Yeah. But they well, don't yeah. like you. Okay. Uh, lots of great great events. I'm kidding about well, that. But yeah, they but do. I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So how much can they really like? They take they, as much of it as How much can they really like? That's right. <laughs> lots of great, great events are coming up in the Live Event Center at Live Casino Hotel during the rest of 2019, including October 11th. That's two weeks from last night. Grand Funk Railroad at 8 p.m. Tickets start at just $35. More events coming up in the Live Event Center include the return of live pro, pro boxing October 18th, Boz Skaggs November 1st, Kenny Babyface Edmonds November 15th, Gladys Knight November 22nd, Michael Bolton November 30th, and more. Get your tickets for all these great events now by going to the livecasinohotel.com. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sliders Bar and Grill, just across the street from Camden Yards, is your place to watch every Ravens and Caps game this fall. Every game day features food and drink specials, and Sliders is set with over 20 TVs, so you don't miss a thing. Be sure to mark your calendar for October 6th at 1 p.m. when Sliders celebrates Fancy Clancy for 45 years of being Baltimore's best beer vendor. You can enjoy the Ravens-Steelers game and party with Fancy Clancy and his very own Fancy Clancy Beer, Baltimore's beer vending icon will be leading the charge with food and drink specials all game. Sliders, one of Baltimore's oldest bars since 1835, just 771 feet from home plate. Get all of the specials and events at slidersbaltimore.com. Hey Birdland, this season the Orioles celebrated 47 local Birdland community heroes. The honorees distinguish themselves by selflessly working or volunteering in fields that care for, serve, teach, protect, and improve the lives of others who are most in need. Since 2016, the Orioles have committed more than $400,000 to local charities in honor of these community heroes. Learn more about all of the Birdland community heroes and submit nominations for 2020 at orioles.com heroes. Want to know what's going on in high school football this season throughout the state of Maryland? Tune in to the Press Box High School Football Show with Booker Corrigan and legendary former McDonough coach Dom D'Amico. The guys will discuss everything happening at the private and public school levels, players and teams to watch, upcoming games, and so much more. Every Monday at 12.30 p.m., watch the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio for the Press Box High School Football Show. Check out Costa's in at 4100 North Point Boulevard. They're known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. And their nightly specials also include crab cake night on Monday, rib night on Tuesday, steak night on Wednesdays with a half-price bottle of wine, and lobster night on Thursdays. Check out costasin.com to find out more. And the delicious crab cakes are shipped anywhere. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square offers a better way to tailgate with football and nuggets. You can now pick up a 30-count Chick-fil-A nugget in a football shape 
shaped container, and if it would be helpful, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square can half cook it, leaving you the opportunity to heat it the rest of the way just in time for your party. And now Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square offers their three cheese mac and cheese. Cheddar, Parmesan, and Romano combine in this classic side, baked fresh in the restaurant. Download the Chick-fil-A app, place your order, and pile up Chick-fil-A bonus points good for free food. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard. Call Steve if you'd like your party catered by Chick-fil-A. 410-931-0031. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. This is former Terp AJ Francis just here to let you know that I am a huge wrestling fan. I know you are too. And there's a lot of stupid idiots out there that ruin the wrestling podcast experience for everyone else. Hey, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. I don't understand why people would ever cheer for Roman Reigns. He's awful. I'm sick of it. Boo! Boo Roman Reigns! Never wrestled for Ring of Honor. Never wrestled for PWG. Never wrestled Uh, in Japan. He is no Kenny Omega. Too sweet me, bro. I hate both of you. And this is why I keep stupid idiots like you on my list. This is your boy, Y2AJ, here to save you. Find Jobbing Out, the podcast tab at PressBoxOnline.com on SoundCloud or iTunes. In the battle round, stand the... F- In the battle round, I apologize. We were going to go right to an interview, but while we... Now that we're back for just a moment, you saw the thing, uh, you know, I'm I'm on the committee that does the Maryland State Athletic Hall of Fame. Right. Have you seen any of the posts about Johnny Miller up in Boston? No. He's been inducted into the in Sports the Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah, I think that's, the that's outstanding. And Mike Shallon, Dan Shaughnessy was, uh, was selected as uh-huh. well. And Mike Shallon has posted a bunch of pictures. Uh, Johnny, a great guy. Uh, and he's been around now, forever. You know what? In this age of computers, yeah, and 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 everything we do data wise now, you know, when I first met Johnny, Johnny would come down to, with the Red Sox to Camden Yards, and he he he'd always hand me a self-addressed stamped envelope, okay, to send him right. the Orioles schedule for the following year. <laughs> God, he is too much. He's too much. He's battled. Uh, you know, some illness and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, over the years. Uh, back surgeries and things of yeah. that nature. But he's a survivor. He is he's that. He's a survivor. And, he is uh, that. Some great pictures of him on Facebook, uh, Johnny Miller from up in Boston. Uh, now it's time for us to hear from uh, Adam Eaton. Craig Heist was kind enough to get this interview. When we come back, we'll make our connections with Matt Slatus, former general manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, and let everybody know what he's up to. Welcome back to the Bat Around. Craig Heist with Stan Fan Charles. Adam Eaton is our special guest. And Adam, uh, to say that this week has been uh, quite an adventure would be an understatement, but a lot of fun. No, it's been, it has been a lot of fun. You know, you uh, go to spring training with high hopes of playing in the playoffs, and then you, you know, you have this long road of 162 game schedule, and, and it all basically comes down to about a week and a half, two weeks, and, uh, you know, it's, it's neat to be able to kind of see your hard work and dedication, um, you know, on an individual level as well as a team level um, and come together. Uh, it, it's it's really cool. But like I said, it takes so long to kind of get to this time, and then it happens like that. Um, but uh, like I said, really special for all of us, and, and uh, we got three more games to go, and you know, hopefully to you know continue that mo- momentum we've created. Is that what makes this game so special is the fact that 
there's only a certain amount of teams to get in and where other sports there's a lot of teams to get in and that 162 is a grind yeah no absolutely it's funny i had uh um, a lot of hockey, well, two hockey guys text me and says, what do you guys, you guys won the World Series? I didn't know it was the World Series was already. Why are you sh- sh- throwing champagne there? Why are you guys all partying? I said, what do you guys do? I said, we, we're going to win the wild card. We're, we're in the playoffs. And he's like, what do you, you guys are celebrating? I'm like, you, you don't realize how long our season is. And to be able to even just make the playoffs is huge for us. And it's some type of celebration that it's almost like an ease, a mind ease, uh, you know, to ease our mind a little bit and enjoy one another because, you know, you're in such a grind every single day. Um, you know, once you have a moment where you can kind of celebrate what we've done this year, it, we're going to take full advantage of it. So um, it is special to me for sure. There's been a lot of talk about do you want the game at home? Do you want it on the road? There's so much still to be determined this last weekend, whether it's going to be uh, the Cardinals winning the Central, whether it's going to be the Brewers winning the Central. So really, here you are on Friday night, and you still don't know who you're going to play. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the interesting thing is my wife was talking about that too on the right before I left, and I said, honey, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody's worried about that. We're just worried about having a good series versus the Indians, and I think, again, the simple and the stupid, or I've talked about this all the time, is how um, if we just worry about one pitch at a time and don't look at the big picture we're going to just fine and we start doing that in may and the good things happen and like i said we got to continue to do that it still holds true um you know even through the last three three games of the season we got to take it one pitch at a time focus on what we can control and uh you know whatever they tell us on sunday or monday you know be news to all of us and and uh you know we'll travel or stay or wherever we need to do and, and uh you know win the game uh you know like i said how we plan on it anyways and that's what this season has been all about for you guys because at 19 and 31 on may the 24th it had to be basically day at a time, one game at a time, you know, one pitch at a time. And then all of a sudden you reel off a stretch where you're playing 650, 700 baseball for a good amount of the season. And I think, again, that's a credit to our that approach. Um, if you look at the big picture, you're probably going to crumble and be like, poor us, this is ridiculous, why are we doing this, this, and this. It was it was more like, you know what, just keep keep grinding, boys, don't worry about it, play one pitch at a time. And when you when you can say it, it's one thing, but when you actually can believe it and, and stick to those guns, it's a whole different uh, level. And uh, I think you see the positive, uh, you know, the, what positive can come out of it. I mean, I truly believe that. I think, like I said, saying it's one thing, actually doing it, um, you see the turnaround that we uh, created. You go back to the tough time, the beginning of the year, everybody's calling for Davies' head, but that philosophy came from him, and that's when he instilled in you guys, right? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, this clubhouse is special to us. Um, you know, it's a, it's kind of a circle of trust, so, so to speak, we've always had, and, and uh, togetherness has always been one thing that we've always preached. So, um, you know, in May when everyone was out to, to get us, you know, trade everybody, re- you know, release everybody, you know, fire Davey, it really brought us together. And, and uh, you know, when we're on the bus, it's just the guys in the bus. When we're in the clubhouse, just the guys in the clubhouse. And, uh, you know, we worry about the guys in here and, and – uh, kind of brought us together a little bit you know a little bit of adversity uh, never hurt anybody and and uh you know if you can just kind of spin that into a positive um again you see see the results that uh, we've created through it it seemed as though when you guys righted the ship it kind of coincided with trey coming off the il and took him a couple of weeks to get going but then it was you and him at the top setting the tone for the guys in the middle of the lineup is that a fair assessment Again, I, th- I think uh, you guys, as media alone, have always tried to like pinpoint when we've turned it, how we've turned it. You know, again, we were so 
focused on what we needed to do and how we needed to do it, which is, again, playing one pitch at a time. I don't think any of us can say this is the point that we did it. This is is how we turned it around. Um, It's such a whirlwind. I I forgot Trey was on on the DL. You just told me that because, again, we're so focused on the the guys in the lineup and how we can be um, productive that day. That's all we care about. So... um, I don't think any any point in the season we're like oh now we go no it was it wasn't like that it was you know we got a long road ahead of us let's let's stick to the uh, one pitch at a time and we'll be just fine. Just line up top to bottom. You guys have done such a great job of as you guys always say pass the baton. Uh, when it's going like that and when you guys are rolling, what's that feel like to play? Uh, in a game like when you're everybody's producing and everybody's got each other's back. The expectations, you know, of playing really well or not even there like you just go out there and you just kind of do it uh it's a very weird uh weird feeling um you just like you said you, when you and you pass it the guy's just the next guy just does it and the next guy does it and, and before you know it you're up eight runs and and uh and like i said you're, you're having a good time on the bench so um it's something that we've really you know done well since spring training is just manufacturing runs creating runs all kinds of different ways i think if you look at the, the five game series we had first the phillies how many sack flies we had we bunted a lot of guys over um doing the small things correctly i think is something against the spring training that we focused on um and i think that's something that will pay dividends in the uh playoffs for us is you know you got guys that can you know just hit homers we I feel like we can manufacture we can hit homers with the best of them. we can hit doubles we got guys that can you know handle the bat in any situation so um, um, I think that has a lot of value. Your two outfield mates, Juan Soto and Victor Robles, uh, everybody was worried about a sophomore slump with Juan. That certainly didn't happen. And you got a guy in Victor Robles in center field who arguably could win a gold glove this year. He should. I don't, uh, arguably, I don't think we can argue against it. Uh, he's uh, most de- defensive run save, um, electric. Smooth operator, I don't know, whatever you want to call him. Well, that's what they play on the board. I know, (laughs) and I dance every time they do it, and I love it. Uh, Both those guys, this is the most fun I've had in the big leagues um, as a big leaguer. I think it's um, with those two guys by my side all year, I've just enjoyed, you know, learning from them. Um, You know, they learn from me. Um, You know, uh, Bob Henley, you know, kind of steering the ship uh, with the outfielders. Seeing how far they've come since spring training, it was an absolute wreck in spring training defensively, and we've we've actually worked on it, um, you know, day in and day out, and we've corrected it, and we've got it to where we want it to to be. Um, to have a 20 and a 22 year old, um, you know, part of the the three man crew is unbelievable, and uh, it just shows you the respect that they have, um, the the wantingness to learn, and uh, just the love for the game. I think they show every single uh, you know day is uh, it's contagious, and it's. Uh, I'm blessed to be a part of it. This is special for you, though, because this time you're healthy, you get a chance to play. Last time that didn't happen. No, absolutely. On a personal level, yeah, 17 wasn't fun for me. Um, would have loved to have played in the playoffs and help, try to help the team out in any way, shape, or form. But now, yeah, healthy. Got two young bucks out there keeping me young and uh, a team that I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of. You know, hitting between Trey and, and Tony has uh, been an absolute thrill for me and uh, so excited to do it on a big stage and, um, you know, show the, the league what we have. And, and I think, like I said, we have a pretty good product. Last few minutes with Adam Eaton. Uh, I asked you about Victor Robles and winning the Gold Glove. You said, yeah, he should. Uh, Anthony Rendon should be, I think, the MVP of this league. Yeah, no, I think uh, he's definitely putting himself up there in the talks. I don't, uh, 
I've played with some really good players, and Tony does some things that I haven't seen too many people do on a baseball field. You know, I've played against Nolan Arenado. I've came up within the minor leagues, played against him, and I was, you know, with Arizona, um, Chicago as well, and then, you know, the three years that we've been here. Um, you know, he has an unbelievable glove. He can throw from anywhere in the field. Um, he's consistent. You know, he know what he, exactly what he's going to get um, offensively. Every time you turn around, he's on second base or he walked, and he does it all. You know, he hits singles, he hits sack flies, he hits doubles. I don't know if he's got any triples but because he, he can't run, but that's about all. He, he, he looks like his feet hurt every time he runs, but besides that, he's uh, he does it all, and it's unbelievable, again, to be able to hit behind him. For the first time in my career, I scored 100 runs, and it's basically just all because of him. Well, we know why they call him Tony Two Bags, right? Exactly. The bobble, is the bobblehead tonight? Or is it, uh, no, that was the last week. That was the last week, and yeah. we just got him. So I, that's, how much, that's how focused I am. I don't even know when the bobblehead nights are but um no it's like i said you get triple tray which it holds true and you have tony two bags which um again to be able to hit between those two guys is uh is i mean if you told me that 10 years ago that i'd be between two guys of that dynamic of a player i'd tell you you're nuts so it's it's pretty cool last thing from a pitching standpoint you really can't go wrong whether it's max or whether it's strass the way you know, especially with the way Strauss has pitched, the 18 wins, career high. But we know what Max is all about heading into that wild card game. Well, you know what's funny is everyone talks about Strauss and Max. I want to talk about Sanchez and, and Corbin. I mean, all four of our guys, top four guys, have really pitched well. Um, and uh, I feel comfortable with all four of them, to be honest with you. I think um, you're picking between four absolute uh, you know, racehorses that I think any of them could go out there and throw you a gem. So uh, I think we're in good position, uh, you know, going into the wild card game and, and uh, you know, whatever organization seems fit in matchups and uh, the numbers. I'm sure they're going to be running all that stuff to make sure they, um, you know, give us the best chance to win. But um, like I said, I got all the confidence in the world in all four of those guys, and you know I'm excited again. Once we get past that uh, that round uh, first wild card game, to you know um, let all four of those guys expose and, and uh, you know do a good job. Well, wherever the path takes you, good luck and Adam Eaton. Thanks a lot for being with us on the bat around. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks. And thank you to Craig Heist for uh, doing that. He, he sounds like a uh, really good dude, Heisty. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always has been, and. Uh, Earlier this year, uh, we had him on, and uh, I had given him the copy of the book by Kevin Cowherd about the the game uh, when the crowd didn't roar, and uh, the game in uh, what is it, fifteen, when the uh, Orioles and White Sox played, and there were the riots going on in Baltimore with the Freddie Gray, and, and he talked a lot about that, and I gave him that book because he was a member of the White Sox, and he says, you know, he basically said that I was never so scared in all my life of playing baseball. You know, and he says it wasn't, you know, whether we came to the park from the hotel, no matter what, you know, yeah. it was just a different time. And uh, he says, I, he says, weirdest thing, I hated playing in the game because it was the weirdest thing because nobody was here. Yeah. It's a strange one. Yeah. Strange one. Hey, want to remind you that the uh, Bat Around, which is broadcast each and every Saturday from the live casino hotel studio, is brought to you in part by Mobile One, Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One. And if you want to know what's going on this season in high school football throughout the state of Maryland, tune in to Press Box High School Football Show with Booker Corrigan and legendary former McDonough coach Dom D'Amico. The guys will discuss everything happening at both the private and public school levels 
every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Watch at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. And we'll remind you one more time that lots of great events are coming up to the live event center at Live Casino Hotel during the rest of 2019, including two weeks from last night, Mm -hmm. Friday night, October 11th at 8 p.m., Tickets start. This is Grand Funk Railroad. I can't Tickets. get enough of you, love. Go ahead. Are you singing with them? No, no, okay. no. Thank goodness. Tickets and start at just $35. That right there explains why. <laughs> yeah. More events are coming up in the live event center, including the return of live pro boxing, October 18th, Bog Skaggs, November 1st, Kenny Babyface Edmonds on November 15th, Gladys Knight, November 22nd, Michael Bolton, November 30th, and more. Get your tickets for all these great events now by going to LiveCasinoHotel.com. And joining us right now on our uh, LiveCasinoHotel.com studio hotline is somebody who, unfortunately, now that he lives in Florida, won't be able to go to any of those events that I know about. That's our old friend Matt Slatus. I can now call him friend, but former general manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, and now... Uh, Matt, am I right? The position is, I guess, director of operations for Fit Team Ballpark at the Beaches? Uh, actually, general manager. So general manager of Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches and Houston Astros and Washington National Spring Training. So now you're going to get to host Craig Heist this spring. <laughs> there you go. Boy, that, exactly. I bet you that's a real bonus that you didn't know about. I didn't. So you learn something new every day, and hey. Craig coming down, uh, that just made my Saturday here. Hey, Matt, how long have you been down there so far? Uh, about a month or so. Okay. I, I actually started uh, 48 hours before the hurricane, All the right. hurricane that never happened. Uh, answer me one question. When you when you come down 95 out of Jupiter, and you get into the early part of West Palm, and you get off on, what is it, exit 45, I think it is. And, 45th Street, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, and you get to the bottom of the ramp, and you hang a right to head over to the complex. Is the steakhouse still there? <laughs> yes. All right. Ra- Ra- Rachel's is still there. Just, I, uh, just wanted to make I'm sure. I'm a vegan. So <laughs> huh? I haven't He's been, a vegan. I, I'm a vegan. So oh, you poor inside, man. <laughs> yes, the, the special steakhouse is there. I, I actually stayed at a hotel across the street for a couple <laughs> weeks. Thank, thank you for letting me know. That's great. I hope I made your morning. You yeah, did. You did. You did. Uh, how are you, your wife, and uh, G- little Jonah making out down there in Florida? We're good. We're, we're actively unpacking this morning, so I, I thank you guys for taking me away for a couple minutes. But uh, everybody loves it. You know, it reminds us a lot of living in Scottsdale on the other side of the country where we were for six years. Um, and the weather hasn't been bad, so we're, we're having a good time and Baseball's great. Both uh, the Astros wrapped up Instructional League last week. The Nationals are getting ready to do the same thing this week. It's nice to be able to see baseball nearly 12 months a year for me. Hey, Matt, let me ask you this about running that complex. What do you think is your biggest challenge, number one? And number two, uh, with with the teams that are down there and one has one side and, and you know, obviously the other has the other side, when, when, the, when the Astros won the World Series – you know, they, they, they put that mantra and that banner up in the circle, you know, that, yep. that says that. And, you know, that's one of the things in talking to some of the Nationals, people in the front office said, you know what, we got to get one of those. <laughs> and, and, you they know, obviously, obviously both teams have a chance to do it again this year 
by making the postseason. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the Nationals, they drive into the complex and they, they have to see that, you know. Yeah, any anytime they're on the field there, they see that. And I don't want to speak for those guys, but I think if you're, if you're a guy who's in the big leagues or a, a minor league, anyone who's playing professional baseball, you see that and it, it fuels you. So we, we've already picked out a spot where uh, where the competitive championship logo could go. Nice. Uh, so fig- fingers crossed, we're, we're adding another one this year. Doesn't you know for either club, it will be a heck of a special treat to to put a, a 2019 World Series banner up next year. So we wanted to have you on the show first of all as a friend, and you and I didn't know each other four years ago when you came to to uh, Maryland. Sure. Uh, I wanted to thank you for the support you gave uh, with the Ironbirds for Press Box. You know, we tried to create uh, value wherever we could for you guys and thought you did a terrific job at really turning that franchise around. Could you talk a little bit about the sense of pride you feel in what you accomplished there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I when I got to Aberdeen in 2016, uh, the team very much needed a, a fresh coat of paint, we'll call it. You know, you've got great ownership in, in Cal and Bill and guys who are invested in the club, both financially and personally. Um, their mom still goes to every game. Their sister, their nieces are at every game. They care about that place. And we took a very aggressive, hands-on approach with ownership to, to really reinvigorate the franchise. We brought in new ticket plans and new promotions and some of the rebrands like the Steam Crabs and the Banners and the Anglers uh, and just brought a lot of excitement back to the ballpark. You know, that team this year sold out 10 games, and they hadn't sold out 10 of 38 games in probably six or seven years. So it, it was exciting, and I, I was fortunate enough, guys, to be there until just the last week of this season you know, this is a club that this year uh, finished with their best winning percentage in history, finished with their most wins. They, they narrowly missed the postseason, but I think that with everything that the Orioles are doing right now as far as player development, you're going to start to see an organization up there that's, that's well-run in the front office. Uh, former Ironbirds catcher Jack Graham is my replacement as general manager, and that's a very well-deserved promotion for him. Um, you're going to see continued a great continued product out of the front office. And again, with everything these guys are doing at Camden Yards, I think you're going to start to see a winner up there on the field too. So it's an exciting time in Aberdeen. And when I left there, I, I was really proud of the work that, that we put in turning that club around um, and giving them kind of a new new vision, new impression in the community. Well, on, a, on the baseball side, which I know isn't the area you had most influence on, of course, because uh, general manager in, in minor league baseball, vastly different job description than a general manager to major league level. But I did want to talk to you in the, in the brief time you got to rub elbows with the Elias regime. Do you sense, and this isn't meant as a, an open invitation to knock Dan Duquette or anything else you experienced, but did you see anything tangible, tangibly different that you can put your finger on? Yeah, and, and you know, I would say that I personally had, had great relationships with both of those regimes and all, all around baseball. I think Dan's well regarded. I, I think Mike is as well. Um, you know, everything from the bat sensors they're using to a, a reliance on analytics to a, a video coach who is going on the road with the club. I think that the, the agenda was to, to arm their players with the best data, the best science possible, so that when they go out there and play, they've just got more information than the guys they're playing against. 
you know, you, you hire the best coaches, you work on baseball skills. At the end of the day, you could have all the data in the world, but if you're not working with a guy on his swing and he can't make contact, it doesn't matter. So making sure you still have those great coaches, but then turning around and arming your guys with just little bits of data that makes them better than the guys they're playing against, I think that's what they're doing now, and I think that's what you really want to see. Um, that's how you're going to develop these guys, and that's how they're going to grow. And ultimately, you know, you look at where the Astros are today. They're a, a continual powerhouse in the AL West. I'm, I'm sure that's what the front office at Oriole Park is striving to get to. It might be another three, four, five years. Who knows? But I, I'm sure that's what they're shooting for, and kudos to them. I'm sure they're going to get there. And, and that's what I was going to ask you. How do you see the correlation now between what uh, you, you know they were able to do down in Houston with that club and uh, what Mike Elias is trying to do here. And from an analytical standpoint, how long does it take to build that up to where everybody's on board? You know, I'm not the baseball mind, so I, yeah, I don't I, I know, speak but... too much about it. But I think that I'm guessing, just like, you know, when you take over a business, if I took over a, a family business, if folks aren't on board, unfortunately – you probably have to cut them loose. And I know there were a lot of changes in the minor leagues, uh, in the Orioles minor league organization this year. So giving Mike and his crew a, a full off season to, to plan and uh, put their practices into place, you know, I'm sure that going into next season, they're going to feel really good about the crew that they've assembled. Yeah. Uh, you know, now that they had the whole year to put that organization together, I'm sure it's going to look drastically different than it did this year. It's kind of, it's, it's more similar to what you did business wise, you know, with the iron birds, it takes to a year and a half to fully sort of implement some things. And then it does, it's not immediate that you get the results you aim to get it takes a little while, so I think in three or four years, the baseball product is going to be vastly different than it has been uh, the last yeah, two years. Yeah, that club's going to have the second pick in the draft to get, or second pick in the draft this year. Um, you know, you look at that and you add that guy, that arm or position to what they've got in Adley Rutschman and some of the players they're developing, and you know, it's. It could be quick. It, it could be quick. You assemble some great college draft picks. You add some pieces on the free agent market or through trades, and you know you could have a, a hundred win club three years from now. It's it's hey, going to be fun to watch. Hey, you've been around. This is not your first rodeo at uh, working around baseball teams. I mean, you did the thing out in Arizona with the White Sox and the Dodgers. You ran a dual facility there, so you you butt rubbed elbows with a lot of young players there. You did at Aberdeen. Can you, and before we talk about the job you've got now, I did want to ask you if you found anything kind of special about Adlai Rutschman in the brief time you got to, to be around him. He just struck me as a really hard worker, you know, a guy that would catch bullpens, a guy that would put his head down and do what he needed to do in batting practice. Uh, but then a guy who, once he got comfortable in the market, was happy to sign autographs for every kid that asked them. Uh, I think the Orioles know they've got a special talent, and I think what they'll realize is they've got a really nice kid there, too. Um, you know, they, they've got the makings of a superstar, and I think that's what you want with your, your first pick in the draft. So I, I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for, for the club because he's going to be a, a fun kid to watch as he develops. And, you know, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in Bowie at some point next year. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. I think Frederick will be where he starts, but I think he ends in Bowie next year. We're talking with Matt Slatus, former general manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. He's now the general manager 
of the Fit Team Ballpark at the Palm Beaches in Florida. Um, what enticed you most about taking this new position, uh, running an, again, running a dual-team facility down there that, that operates year-round? 75 degrees and sun. What do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I think it was. And you had convinced me. And you had convinced me that you really liked it back up here. And, and if you're if you're a golfer, the PGA at Sawgrass, right there with you. Yeah, we've got. Uh, we live right off PGA Boulevard, so yeah. there's, there's a lot of golf down here, uh, Palm Beach Gardens, where we are in, in the region. Uh, you know, Stan, to answer your question, I think it was just the chance to work with two really well-respected big league clubs, and just have baseball kind of in my back corner 12 months a year mm-hmm. uh you, you get major league baseball every february and march you get instructional league you get two summer league teams so it, there's something really attractive to me personally as much as i love the game uh, about being able to be around it every day and uh, have a good mix of business and interface and spend time with the player development folks so I'm excited to be here, and much like minor league baseball, too, I'm excited to, to grow the relationship with these two clubs and the Palm Beach community because one thing I always respected about the Orioles, whether it was the Duquette regime or the Elias regime, was the relationship they had with Sarasota. Yeah. To me, Sarasota is Baltimore South. You, you walk through downtown and you see black and orange in the windows, and I think that's what Palm Beach can have with blue and red and blue and orange for these two clubs here, too. It's a, an exciting opportunity. Tell us, tell our listeners and viewers on Facebook Live a little bit, though. It, it to me, it it sounded like when I heard you took it, I knew there had to be more. But you get these two teams down there in February and March. But what what other kind of events can take place at Fifteen Ballpark? So much like a, a minor league ballpark, everything from food festivals to we're looking at a beer festival surrounding the, the Super Bowl in Miami this year, uh, conference, NCAA conference championships. We've got uh, soccer fields and lacrosse fields that can be used. So we, we're looking at the building as really, given the weather, a 365-day-a-year building. And you know, Kudos to the regime that was here before me. They, they've they already been doing roughly 250 events a year. Really? And 250 you, yeah. events a year? Wow. And, and that excludes spring training. So you're yeah. talking a, a building that's operational um, 300 plus days a year. So it, it, the, the reason the, these municipalities, these counties build these facilities, obviously, is, is the tourism that comes with spring training. Uh, you know, 15 ballpark and Roger Dean Stadium up the road from us where the Marlins and the Cardinals play collectively had over a, a $70 million economic impact last spring training, created over 750 jobs. That's big, but the, the other piece, Stan, is the youth baseball tournaments, soccer tournaments that come into town, much like the Ripken Experience yep, yep. in Aberdeen, uh, putting heads in beds of hoteliers and butts and seats for the rest of the tours just continually serving as a profit center for Palm Beach County. So we're proud to bring the perfect games of the world, men's senior baseball league, uh, some of those youth soccer and lacrosse tournaments down here. Uh, We work a lot with the Palm Beach Sports Commission. So there's just a lot of activity that's going on. There's a lot of jobs that are created. There's a lot of opportunity created for folks in the local market. And that part's fun too. It it may not be the, the glitz and glam of spring training, but there's a lot of good stuff going on down in the Palm Beaches. Well, I know, I know for a fact that the Jupiter Complex, Roger Dean Stadium, 
has been around for a, for a good many years now. But what they did when that stadium was built to build around it is just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, you know, it's all part of the it's the centerpiece of whatever's down in Jupiter right now in that regard. Yeah, and I I said to my wife, you know, there uh, there probably isn't. A, I love my job, but there probably isn't a better job than that one up yeah. at Roger Dean because it's in such a great community. And if I work there, I, I wouldn't even have to get in the car. You walk to work, you walk to your restaurants. There's a brewery down there. Uh, it, that to me is exactly what sports development is supposed to do, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons Palm Beach County and the city of Palm Beach partnered on. Uh, team ballpark you know maybe if that steakhouse wasn't there you'd see some luxury housing go <laughs> up you'd, you'd, you'd see the area turn over so uh, i'm sure much like what happened at oriole park you'd see the inner harbor develop i, I think that that's that's probably the plan but you got to give it a little bit of time roger dean's been there now i think over 20 years so, so what, what are you trying to tell me i should find other places to eat <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a good steak. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I mean, I was going for the food. <laughs> hey, uh, so so the, the the creativity that's part of this job sounds like it, fi- it fits you like a glove as well because these ideas of coming up with different events and, uh, and to, to fill the calendar, uh, they're kind of all on your plate, aren't they? They are, and we're going to bring a little bit of minor league baseball to spring training. We're going to do some things throughout the year, free community movie nights. We're probably going to open the ballpark up for seniors uh, to take walks in the morning. Um, we're going to bring a little bit of minor league baseball to, to the major leagues, and the one thing we'll never do is, is step on the baseball. Uh, we'll never turn a big league baseball game into a show, but we're going to make sure our fans are having a good time. We're going to make sure the food is good and interesting and unique and different. Um, and we're going to give them something to remember during their, their brief vacation down to the Palm Beaches. Hey, uh, you've become a good friend over the last four years, and uh, we wish you and your family nothing but the best down there. And we'll grab you just before spring training starts this year. We'll see if you can uh, do 15 minutes with us, Matt. That's, that sounds great, guys. I, I appreciate the friendship and the support over the last couple of years, and hopefully I'll see you down here in the Palm Beaches in March. I'd like to do it. like to do it. I'll talk to you soon, The Orioles Matt. play here this year. Yeah, they All do. Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Matt Slater's. Sounds like a neat job for me. Well, yeah, and uh, the Orioles play there this year, and then uh, the Nationals return the favor and go over to Sarasota as well. That's great. Uh, it is, and it's it's been something that hasn't happened a whole lot with those two teams playing each other in spring training just because of the logistics more than it, anything else. So how far is it, though? That's like a two-and-a-half hours. It's across the state. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Two and a half, but, but I will say this. This is probably a little closer – uh, in terms of getting there, then maybe Vieira was, you know, to get over to Sarasota. All right. Time for us to pay a couple bills, and uh, we will let folks know that the latest edition of Press Box is available now on the cover. Bill Ordeen has dived into the evolution of Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, specifically in terms of how quarterbacks grow from their first year to their second year as a pro. Also, both Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, who has made a significant impact since arriving in Baltimore one year ago. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
dot com. And it serves another purpose. What's that? Well, the fact that uh, we we plug press box, yeah. but it also when we hold it up, nobody can see our see faces. faces. <laughs> hey, we want to also welcome back a longtime sponsor and friend, GBT and Mark Schwartzman, located right in the hot. Oh, Glenn Burning is Charlie Ackman. That's hey, right, hon. Glenn Burning Transmissions has been around only going on 60 years. If you suspect you're having a transmission problem, GBT can save you $100 over taking it to the dealers for a repair. Make an appointment, and they offer estimates and free diagnostic. Call GBT toll-free at 855-728-1841. Their mission is simple to provide excellent service at a reasonable price. If you have any question about the level of service, go to their website at gbt-online.com to check out the number of five-star reviews. Let my friend Mark Schwartzman and his GBT team take the troubles out of transmission troubles. Call them today, toll-free at 855-728-1841. want to remind you, if you are watching and listening to the show from the live casino hotel studios to please like and share the program remember last week we had project 14 well it's still on we want 14 shares and i think we're only halfway there and we got just about 35 minutes to go on the show all right hon get get with it people all right (laughs) bill latson's going to join us in about 10 minutes craig and i are going to come back do a little bit of a reset on the uh wild card scenarios with eric arditi Oh, that's right. We're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> thank you. We're gonna chat with Eric Arditi about a special event today at Jimmy Seafood uh, in honor of Mo and his uh, Mo Gabba and yeah, his mom, mom Sansa. Sounds. It's gonna help raise a few dollars for them, and you get to watch an Oriole game and eat some special food at Jimmy Seafood. It starts at noon, and we are talking to Eric Arditi when we get back. Sliders Bar and Grill, just across the street from Camden Yards, is your place to watch every Ravens and Caps game this fall. Every game day features food and drink specials, and Sliders is set with over 20 TVs so you don't miss a thing. Be sure to mark your calendar for October 6th at 1 p.m. when Sliders celebrates Fancy Clancy for 45 years of being Baltimore's best beer vendor. You can enjoy the Ravens-Steelers game and party with Fancy Clancy and his very own Fancy Clancy Beer. Baltimore's beer vending icon will be leading the charge with food and drink specials all game. Sliders, one of Baltimore's oldest bars since 1835, just 771 feet from home plate. Get all of the specials and events at slidersbaltimore.com. Hey Birdland, Orioles fans are taking advantage of all the benefits that come with an Orioles Birdland membership. Diamond members Tony and Ruth Mearswicky from Bell Camp use their Birdland rewards to attend a meet and greet with GM Mike Elias. Bob and Lorraine Reed from Ellicott City surprised their granddaughter with a visit from the Oriole Bird. And Orange Level members Sean and Laura Delaney from Federal Hill entered a raffle and won two seats at a brunch with Brooks Robinson. Get the inside scoop on 2020 Birdland memberships at orioles.com membership. Check out Costa's Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. They're known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. And their nightly specials also include crab cake night on Monday, rib night on Tuesday, steak night on Wednesdays with a half-priced bottle of wine, and lobster night on Thursdays. Check out costasin.com to find out more. And the delicious crab cakes are shipped anywhere. 
Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. KZ, Ken Zales here. I'm back, and I am fulfilling all of your fantasies. Well, your fantasy football fantasies, anyway. I'm with you for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday at 11.30 a.m. to help you set your lineups for all your fantasy matchups. Watch at Facebook.com slash Sports. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. It's all brought to you by Wise Markets and Glory Days Grill. Join us for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bill Ordine dives into the evolution of Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, specifically in terms of how quarterbacks grow from their first year to their second year as a pro. Also, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, who has made a significant impact since arriving in Baltimore a year ago. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Glenn Clark and Kyle Ottenheimer here from Glenn Clark Radio. Kyle, you know, I'm regularly asked by folks about how we get so many great guests on our show. Well, I, I work really hard to get some of the biggest names on with us. I know you do, and the world recognizes it, but I want to challenge you to try to get some even bigger guests on the show moving forward. Okay, who do you have in mind? Well, nothing crazy. Like, what about Tim Tebow? Oh. Or, or how about Leonardo DiCaprio or, or Lady Gaga, maybe Barack Obama? Uh, you know what? I'll settle for Wilt Chamberlain. Well, I think he died. What? Yeah, like 20 years ago. So that's a maybe? Maybe Java Chamberlain. Glenn Clark Radio, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio and Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. No one wants to talk to Java Chamberlain. All right, we are back on the bat around. Stan the Fan and Craig Heist. And joining us now on short notice because I just read his post is um, a friend of the Glenn Clark Show, Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports, joins us now. And, Eric, uh, we're having you on because anytime I see anything that can benefit Mo and Sansa Gabba, uh, I'm on board. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing over at Jimmy Seafood today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Um, again, we're just we're doing an Orioles watch party. It's the, you guys know it's the end of the season. We're winding down. Um, and I talked to Johnny, who's the great owner of Jimmy's. He's been great with this. Uh, he came to me a few months ago. He said, hey, you know, you guys did a draft party here, and it was awesome. He said, do you guys want to do a season-ending party? I said, absolutely. And then I, I was thinking, I said, is there any way we can do a donation bucket? Can we do, you know, some of the yeah. proceeds? And he said, oh, a- absolutely. He said, you know, they would love that. They do a bunch of charity. And he said, you know, this would be perfect for that. And he said, even better, they're gonna they're gonna match dollar for dollar uh, everything we bring in today. So, oh, that's fabulous. Any, anything we donate is getting doubled. Which again, where I posted a tweet probably about twenty minutes ago, and we've already got two hundred more dollars. Oh, that's fantastic. So we're, we're up over we're up over seven hundred dollars. So that's that's and it, and fantastic. You know the, and it's you know you guys know the story. Anything we can do for Mo and his mother. I mean, you know, the kids fought cancer multiple times for way longer than anyone. You know, he's gone through things that a teenager shouldn't even think about. And it's again, if 
if I can do something, if I do something to help, it, it's you know, it's just something that I would like to do. So, well, you're showing you got a great heart, and we know we've dealt with Johnny's. I mean, Jimmy's before, and Johnny out there, he's got a big heart too. It's really nice of him to to help create the the event along with you guys. Uh, and uh, how many people you think you'll get out there? You think it'll be seventy five, a hundred? More? I, I'm hoping for about, you know, 50 to 75. I know for the draft party we had about, I think it was 55 or 60. Um, I, I know, again, it's, it's, it's a nice, it was, was going to be a nice weekend. It just started raining here in Glen Burnie. Um, but, you know, it's a nice fall day. People are, people are either recovering from the Maryland Massacre last oh, night. Or, or, you know, they have weddings and stuff like that. Um, but so, you know, some people can't make it out. But, yeah, I mean, anything between, I don't know, again, 50 and 75 that would be great i would love to pack the bar and have to have them add more bartenders and you know get the donation bucket overflowing um but yeah you know i'm, I'm hoping for about 75 people that that would be great that would be a great turnout all right we want to remind folks that jimmy's is located at 6526 hollabird avenue correct Yep, yep, right off, right out there in uh, Dundalk. And this thing is getting started at 12 noon or more like game time one o'clock yeah, we're, we're starting it around noon. You know, we'll let people come in, get settled down, um, you know, grab some food. I think it's half, do- it's half price burgers and flatbread pizzas, dollar oysters, $3 tacos, stuff like that. So, you know, we're letting people come in at noon, uh, get some food in their system. Game starts at, I think, 105, and then we'll go until, you know, I mean, we, we may stay there until uh, Towson beats Florida tonight. So we'll see. <laughs> Hey, uh, Eric, I know you, with with your work with Barstool Sports, you cover all fashion of sports events and everything. Have you ever quite seen this Mo Gabba phenomenon uh, play out anywhere else or, or, or any other time in Baltimore where this guy has really captured the heart of the city and the area? Not in Baltimore. When you first posed the question, I immediately thought of Tyler Trent in Purdue last uh-huh. year. You know, we know the story about him. And it does kind of remind me of that where, you know, it's, it's almost like he was part, you know, I watched his stuff on ESPN about him. It was almost like he was part of the team. He was with them. He was on the field. He was in the locker room. And you see a lot of that same stuff with Mo. You see him, you know, with Trey Mancini all the time. You see, you know, I mean, I was looking at pictures just this morning. He's hugging Adam Jones before a game. He's talking with Buck Showalter. Zach Britton is coming over from the Yankees dugout, you know, this year even to talk to him. So, I, I, I mean, I haven't seen anything like this. And, again, I don't it's, – it's a, it's a weird situation because you don't want to see a sick kid no. like this. But, but to just see, again, like, like you mentioned, to see the city and the teams. And he, the, the Ravens have been great with him announcing the draft pick. And ha- I mean, I feel like he's been at the, uh, the facility more than, you know, some of the reporters I know. You know, you know what's really special about it, though? It's a city that clearly has a lot of problems. It needs something uplifting, and he has come along, uh, you know, at a, at, a, at a time that this city needed something to rally around, and he's provided that. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I mean, a lot of us have bad days. You know, yep. bad days at work, you get yelled at by your boss, you come home and you sulk, and then, you know, I kind of just think, or in Craig, or in Craig and my uh, department, our wives browbeat us. Yeah, yeah. Or you have to sit with Kyle in a, in a small room. Right. And, exactly. Know, some, now, now we're some, getting now we're getting to the root of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, I mean, it's just it's anything that you know I can do to help someone who's less fortunate, and and you know just 
trying to put a smile on, you know, that well, little kid's face would, you, would you know, absolutely make my day. You know, you mentioned what the Ravens did with the draft pick and everything, and having him be able to do that was just, I just thought, a remarkable thing for the Ravens to do. Yeah, it oh, was. Ab- absolutely, yeah. It's like the two teams. I'm not saying they're doing. They're. It's almost like they're competing. Yeah. To do to one up each other but, but, with but what that, they do for him. But to Stan's point, that's how much this kid means to the people in this town and what he's. You know, everybody wants to see in this town. Everyone wants to see Mo beat this. Yeah. You know, and and he is inspiration to everyone out there. Everybody's rooting for Mo. Yeah. Listen, the, the event is starting at 12 noon at Jimmy's Seafood. Again, the address, 6526 Hollibird Avenue. Eric, before we let you go, and I didn't mean to cut you off, if somebody's just finding out about this and said, damn, I wish I could have uh, gone because I would have liked to have thrown $30, $40, is there a way that they uh, can get money to you through PayPal or something? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do. I have PayPal. I have Venmo. My my Venmo name is at e r i c dash a r d i t t i, and it, it's just my name. There's a dash in between. Um, and again, that that's how I've gotten. I think I just got another one while I've been driving. Seven hundred and sixty-six dollars donated so far. And that, um, and that's going to be. Is that the figure that would be if it, the event had ended and it's seven hundred and fifty-six dollars? That's what Johnny's will, Jimmy's will uh, match. Yeah, and again, that's, that's before I even set up the donation bucket for people who are physically coming. This is just from people who uh, are either out of town, not able to make it at a wedding, uh, you know, too, too hungover in bed. So this uh, is again. I mean, I'm I talked to Johnny just a little while ago, and he said, "Hey, man, you know." Get this thing over a grand, and I said, "Buddy, you're, you may have to write a lot of zeros on the on that." Yeah, check, let's so, hope uh, we can get it over uh, over fifteen or two grand and force Johnny to come up with a like <laughs> number uh, again at Eric Dash Arditi A R D I T T I is the way to oh, send the Venmo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And by the way, don't think we've forgotten. Uh, I think you and Glenn are going to have to duke it out for who's eating a pound of black licorice jelly beans as a. Uh, on a cursory look at the finishing standings for Major League Baseball, I think I'm going to be safe. Oh, my gosh. I forgot all about that. Oh, so we'll have to have you in yeah, studio. Yeah, so I guess that'll be tomorrow. I'll be eating a bunch of... Well, uh, maybe not tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of all of it on Monday. Well, we'll figure Kyle's, out how Kyle's it always been known as the Grim Reaper. And, and you know when it, yeah, doesn't, thanks, when it doesn't go in your favor, you forget about things like that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. Now, now I got that dark cloud hanging over my head. Thanks. Shout out, Kyle, for that. Enjoy. Hey, thanks for putting this event on, Eric. Anytime you're doing anything... For charity, for Mo and Sansa, please let me know in advance, all right? Awesome. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Craig. I yep. really appreciate you guys. Out I'm going to try and get out there. My wife's expecting me home, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to try and... Uh, but if she was smarter... <laughs> I'm going to try and get her to come out there. Hey, they, they got it to, they got it to go section two. You can yep. bring some crab cake home. There you all go. right. Sounds good. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Okay. The event is out there at Jimmy's Famous Seafood... Uh, check it out again. Eric Arditi's Venmo uh, account is at Eric Dash Arditi A R D I T T I. Send twenty bucks or something, okay? Uh, maybe forty, maybe mm-hmm. fifty. Uh, we're gonna make our connection with young Bill Latson. Uh, speaking well, of uh, speaking young, of people that need help, young Bill Latson. <laughs>
Yes, young yeah. Bill Lassen. Where, where did that come? Now you've been looking at me all day, saying my mind is just gone. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hey, by the way, uh, Sliders Bar and Grill across the street from Camden Yards is the perfect place to watch all home and away Ravens and Caps games. Notice how they changed the copy mm-hmm. away from Oriole games. Right. Yeah. Ravens and Caps games. Sliders has drink specials every day and is the home of fancy clancy beer. Go to slidersbaltimore.com for all the Sliders events and specials, and they are a sponsor of the Ross Grimsley Show, heard Tuesdays at 9 o'clock right here, same uh, channel, same station. That's facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Joining us now is young Bill Latson, uh, who writes for MLB.com. Mr. Latson, how are you? Doing great. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Tell us about how the Yankees' path to the World Series um, will be interrupted. Well, <laughs> what what kind of chance are you giving them, Bill? I would give a bunch of a chance, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, and by reason it is, uh, I don't think they have enough pitching. I don't, and I'm not crazy about their starters. I know everyone brags about their bullpen. I don't think it's that great. I think it could be had. <clears throat> and uh, I've always felt that way. I've told that to Craig, even though he thinks otherwise. Uh, I just think uh, I think it's going to be one and done again. You mean they don't get out of the division series? That's correct. Oh, I disagree. I think they will play the Houston Astros. I think they'll get by, past the Minnesota Twins. I think the problem is that pitching staff in Houston now with adding Granky is just so – I don't recall. And what was the rotation in Philadelphia when they had Halliday, Cliff Lee, and Roy Oswalt? I don't think I've seen a better starting threesome than this group. Yeah, oh, no question about it. And Remember they had Jay, uh, Jay uh, Happ on that team too. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he was in the bullpen. So, yep. uh so that's, that's about it. It's, it was really a good one. So I, I agree. I, I think no one's going to beat Houston. I think Houston's going all the way. There's no doubt in my mind. Who wins the American League Cy Young Award? Is it Garrett Cole? Well, the guy has over 300 strikeouts. I think Verlander has the edge, a slight edge. Um, but we'll see what happens. I just, I just think uh, Verlander has the edge. Plus the no-hitter. I think it'll be Verlander. I don't. By, th- by nose. I'm not predicting this will happen out of a cop out by anybody because it would just be too too miraculous. But boy, if there was ever a room for a tie, and there has there has been a tie in the past for major awards, this would be it because I can't differentiate who's really been the better pitcher. Yeah, I mean, listen, Gary Cole has been uh, outstanding since he joined Houston. So, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, if he wins the Cy Young, I don't think you're going to hear anyone crying about it. But uh, I think I give the edge to Verlander right now. When you look at uh, the Nationals, uh, we were talking about teams that have been hot down the stretch, and certainly the Cardinals Uh Cardinals fall into that uh, category. But here the the Nats are. They've won, I, I guess, 12 of 15 and 8 out of 9. Uh, and, and the offense looks like it's it's back in gear again after a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, but they've decided to go with Max as the uh, starter 
for the wild card game over Steven Strasburg. You like that move by Dave Martinez or not? Oh, of course, because the guy has the consistency right every year for that reason alone. Well, well, well. well here's the here's here's the argument, though, Bill, and that's and and I agree with you. I think it should be Max, but here's the argument, and something that Stan was bringing up earlier is that. You know, Strasburg has pitched so well all year long and and has been so consistent. And since coming back off the I.L., I mean, it's taken Max uh, a good amount of time to get back to being Max. And I think we've seen that over his last two starts, even though the results for the team and himself haven't necessarily been there. But but I'm with you. When you got a track record like Scherzer has, um, uh, knowing that all three of them are probably all hands on deck for that game, uh, I don't right. have a, I don't have a problem with Scherzer being the starter. Yeah, I, I think he's good. Yeah, I, I agree that Scherzer deserves the start. And you know when they say hands on deck, Craig, uh, I do not see uh, <laughs> the bullpen. Corbin. The bullpen being part of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I don't see them. No, because to be honest with you, if let's say they win the wild card game, you mean to tell me that uh, you you want to? Um, you go to pitch. I mean, those guys need to pitch. I mean, yeah. Strasburg and Corbin. There's no way I see them in the bullpen. There's no way. I know what they said. Yeah, but I don't see it. Let me ask you a question. Um, and I've taken the exact opposite uh, opinion from Kyle Ottenheimer, Craig Heist, and you. Apparently, Scherzer's ERA is last seven starts, and I'll even throw in the fact uh, a little caveat that that game against the Cardinals when he gave up, I think, four or five earned runs, probably right. only two should have been earned because Soto lost the ball. Soto lost the, the ball, and the there, was also, there was also the error by Rendon at third right, base. Yeah. Right, So I'll give him that. But his ERA over last seven starts is like 4.7. Strasburg's is 1.7. Um, I, I just think Strasburg is pitching so much better than him right now that I would start with him and then maybe bring – I don't know who I'd bring in because Max wasn't very good out of the bullpen in Yeah, uh, but again, that, that wasn't his fault either. Yeah. That really wasn't his fault against the Cubs. That yeah. really wasn't his fault either. A lot of misplays behind him. Uh, Rendon, again, makes an error that he would not, not Rendon normally – Rendon stinks. You know, that, that he would not normally make. And then there's the bleeder through the middle. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So. But, but I tell you, though uh, – I gotta say this about the Nationals: if they can get their bullpen together, right? I think they can go all the way. Well, yeah. I will say this: they're a dangerous you, team. I will say this: I don't think anybody really wants to play them at this point. And from what I've the seen, the Orioles would love to play. Well, them. I'm sure <laughs> that. But from what I from what I've seen over the last week, and especially his last time out, his last couple times out, actually. Uh, I, I think Sean Doolittle is back, back to being, I think be, being to back be. to that closer's role. And uh, he closed one out the other night, albeit with a three-run lead. Uh, so he got his 29th save. But, I mean, you were seeing 95. Uh, you were seeing the high fastball. And uh, he made some adjustments with his high leg kick. He's not doing that. It's more of a slide step now. And uh, I really think. Uh, that he's back, and I think the Nationals feel he's back to being Sean Doolittle that he was before. Yeah, no no question about it. I mean, uh, you know, Sean Doolittle isn't the guy I'm worried about. It's, it's the rest of that bullpen yeah, it's, I'm worried about. 
Yeah. Well, and, I'm not uh, worried. I'm not that worried about Hudson. I think Hudson and him give give manager Davey Martinez two pretty good options late eight, in ball Eighth games. and ninth yes. inning, yeah. Yes. But I think they need Rainey and Suero. I wouldn't entrust Fernando Rodney with the ball. No, but here's the thing meeting. about here's the thing about Rainey, and we have seen this over and over again, especially in the second half this year. If Rainey is throwing strikes. It's like Tanner Scott it's, it's, almost. He's yeah, unhittable. He's unhittable. Absolutely. If he's throwing strikes. Because he, he was he was balancing out last night at 99, 98. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he's mm-hmm. throwing strikes, he's almost unhittable. Right. Right. No doubt about it. We're talking, with Bill, have- we're talking with Bill Latson of MLB.com. Bill, I interrupted you. What were you about to say? No, I, I, just, I just said that, you know, um, Dave Martinez has to be careful who he who he plays, you know, in terms of the bullpen. I, I mean, everything else is perfect. And you know, I tell you this too: getting Kurt Suzuki back. Yeah. Oh, that's a big thing. Will, yeah. Well, I mean, that was a huge thing. You know, I think he's better now than he was in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, certain, he certainly got his offense together the last couple of years because he was absolutely a Nats killer. Before the last two years, yeah, uh, and you know it's the old adage: if you can't beat him, <laughs> let let him join you. <laughs> let me let me toss you yeah. a couple uh, around like around the corner topics. Uh, uh, Felix Hernandez, will somebody take a shot with him next year? Yes, I believe that because of his past reputation, all teams do this. So yes, I do see someone taking a chance. I know he had a. T- I mean, the ERA is bad. He was hurt, and uh, yes, I, I feel that someone will take a chance on him as long as he stays in shape. Okay, let's say he stays in shape, and let's say a team wants him. What does that team, be it the Baltimore Orioles, be it the the Detroit Tigers, because I don't see a contender starting the season taking a shot with him. What do they have to pay Felix Hernandez? Is it like two million? Uh, the minimum. Two million. No, no, no. no. A no. million. It, it, it'll probably be, you know, probably a million with a lot of incentive. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but you know, I, I think you're wrong here about a contender. I could see a team like the, the Rays who don't have the money right. to to pay a top free agent. I can see them taking a chance. Okay. Well, and, if you're uh, right yeah, about yeah. if you're right about the dollars involved, see, I see him – and I, and I don't often say this. I, I remember the year that the Orioles picked up Fernando Valenzuela. On, over the course of the season, it wasn't a successful pickup. But, boy, there was about a six- or seven-game stretch when he was with the Orioles where he looked like Fernando Valenzuela of old. I think the yeah. Orioles would be a great team for Felix Hernandez next year. Yeah, but you know what, though? i, I got to tell you, uh, considering – the year the Orioles had, yeah, I think they need to go young. They they can't well, afford going, any more veterans. They're they going. I mean, they're going young. There's no question about it. And I'm not talking about a three year contract. They don't have none of their young pitching is ready to graduate next year. So uh-huh. I would not put him in front of Zach Lother, Michael Bauman, Dean Kramer, if any of those Alex Wells, if any of those guys were ready to help the team in twenty. I wouldn't be saying this. I think he might be uh, an interesting place saver. Plus, if he suddenly the switch goes off and he's pitching well, 
a la Frank Tanana late in his career, suddenly you got a guy you can flip to a contender in midseason. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. But uh, you know what? I, I love the way the Nationals went about it. And just, you know, j- j- just use the young guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Astros did the same thing. So I, I, I think that the Orioles, the way the Orioles are going about it now, I think is uh, phenomenal. Bill, I it, love it. Bill, it looks like the Nats will host that wild card game against whoever it is. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe the, Brewer, the Brewers especially. Uh, it looks like if it comes down to those two teams, the Nats would host it uh, with a magic number of one to clinch it. But you were talking about the bullpen. And this six-game winning streak at home, bullpen, a 189 ERA, 18 strikeouts, only two walks, and opponents hitting 138 against them. And they haven't issued a walk in five of the last six games. So when you talk about the bullpen trying to get together, you know, with Dave Martinez trying to, you know, if, if it can come together, those are numbers that give you a little bit of hope going into the postseason with a bullpen that's been much maligned all year long. Yeah, and you know what, though, uh, Craig? I've, I've spoken to some national scouts here in New York, and, I mean, they're happy that they're going to the playoffs. Yeah. But I'm telling you, they are concerned about the bullpen. Well, and with, with, yeah, with darn good, good reason. reason. Yeah, yeah. How they pitch, so, how that bullpen pitched against the Phillies and the Indians, two teams that were almost out and end out of the playoffs, doesn't give me a lot of hope. But I think if the starting pitching, I, I would use one of those starters out of the bullpen in the, you know, I, I would have one of them. I don't think you need Sanchez in a five-game series. I don't think I'd want to start Sanchez in a game. Yeah, bro. You know, I thought Sanchez had a good year. Good he had year. a terrific year. I'm saying, and I that think was after an 0 six start. I'm saying he's the guy that could help you in the bullpen. In my opinion, that's just my right. Opinion. I mean, it could, it could, could be the case. Then again, in a so, five game series, the way the schedule rolls, you may need four starters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking with Bill Latch and Bill. Let me move on to a different topic because I asked you about Felix Hernandez, Joe Madden. Back with the Cubs or a free agent manager? Oh, oh, are you kidding me? He's a free agent manager. Okay, I agree I mean, with I you. Mean, like, why he said that he was going to be back with the Cubs early in the year? Yeah. I, I could understand that. So, I think he's gone for sure. And what's the best spot for him? San Diego, the Mets, the Phillies? Who, who's the right spot for him? Well, everyone's talking that... Uh, uh, the Angels, right? Because he has a, a long history with them. Sure, I mean he was, he, a, he he was, was on the team when they won the 2002 World Series, right? So uh, yeah, there's a history there. So I mean, to tell you the truth, I'm hoping. I think it's got to be either San Diego or the Mets. We'll see. We'll see. It depends on if they're willing to spend the money. What if what, what if San Diego makes a play for Bruce Bochy? Well, they'll make it up for a mistake they made by letting by letting him go. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to be honest with you. He never should have left in the first place. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would be good. I think. What about so who did who did the Giants tab to replace Bochy? Well, to be honest with you, I think it's going to be someone cheap. Mm-hmm. I think it's someone they could uh, dictate to. 
Right. Uh, because if you look at the, uh, the the person in charge, he's a total analytical guy. Right. So obviously they're going to get a, a badger who who's a yes man. So that's what I think is going to happen. Who that is, I do not know. Who, it would not surprise me if it's an unknown. Who's who's the leader at the clubhouse for the uh, Boston Red Sox general manager's job? Wow. Uh, I think he's, you know what? Everyone's talking Theo, believe it or not. He's kind of come out and said that he's, he's, uh, we had Jeff Passon on last night on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Report, and Jeff laid out some pretty compelling reasons that Theo, actually it was Sean McAdam, I'm sorry, from the Boston sports uh, uh, thing there in in Boston. He said that, he said he thinks Theo wants to finish things up the right way in Chicago, and he wouldn't feel right leaving them now, but in a couple years, he could see him back in Boston in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I've never heard anyone complain about C.O. in Boston, never. Well, the one I thing mean, was he, guy hate, the hero. he hated Lucchino. That's right, why right. he left, and Lucchino's no longer there. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was surprised they fired uh, Dubrowski. I, w- I was shocked. So uh, that that tells you, I think they want someone that they've had similar to Theo over the years. So yeah. I, I say it's going to be somewhat similar to Theo. Somebody posted a thing online yesterday talking about, you know, money and what it takes to get yourself in the playoffs and a chance to win a World Series, and somebody posted the Oakland A's, the Rays, what their payroll is, and then somebody posted uh, next to what Boston's payroll is, <laughs> what the Cubs' payroll is, and they're all on the outside looking in this year. Hey, hey. You know you know what's interesting? Uh, the Red Sox apparently are going to cut cut down payrolls. So yeah. be, it looks like they're going to be rebuilt. Uh, Sean McAdam, by the way, was sort of predicting that he thinks that the Boston Red Sox are going to basically trade David Price and pick up a lot of the money. They owe him like 90, I think $96 million. He made it sound like they'd pick up like 50 or 60 million of that just to get him gone and move on. Well, it's not been a good fit for him. That's for sure. No, terrible. Well, I disagree. They won a World Series with him. Yeah, he was pretty good last year. Yeah, he's been a horse's ass, though. I mean, getting into his, his numbers in the postseason, you know, even even with that winning yeah, the World I mean, Series with him, uh, I'm sorry, I could I could do better. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, Mr. Latson, young Mr. Mm-hmm. Latson, that's how I refer to you. That's young right. Mr. I'm older than Craig for sure. That's, yeah, I'm younger uh, than Craig. That's who, for sure. Who? Uh, well, everybody's younger than him in spirit, right? Um, <laughs> Give me your. You, you your, make me old. Give me your pick right now, Bill Latson, for who's going to be playing into the end of October. Give me the American League and National League teams. I will say the Astros, the American League. Yep. And the uh, yeah, Astros in the American League. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, even like the New York not, I have to say the Nationals. The Nationals. Because I. Uh, yeah, because if they could get their bullpen together, I I thought I would never say this, but they're they're better off 
without Bryce Harper. Yeah. Oh, sure. Much I mean, better. Soto is better, better than Bryce Harper. Yeah. And I'll tell you who's come on like gangbusters this year. He's won me over his Robles. Well, you may have a, a, you may brilliant have a, center field. You may have a gold glove center fielder this year with that kid. Yeah. All right. Boy. Boy, we just had on the new general manager of the stadium down there in Palm Beach called Fit Team Stadium of the yeah. Beaches, of, of the Palm Beaches. That's They host both of those teams. So this would That's be a correct. World Series for the Palm Beaches. That's right. Yeah. All right. That'd be something. Bill, all right. Th- Bill thanks, thanks a million. You stay healthy, Anytime. all right? Take care. All right. Yeah. There you have it. Real quick, uh, you're talking about Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Eight and two at Nats Park this year with a one nine seven, six and five on the road with a four one eight. Okay. So if you're looking ahead to maybe divisional series, game three of game the divisional, three of series, the divisional series would be a good place for him. All right, Craig, we've got two spots to do. Yeah, I'm going to let us do our favorite spot. All right, that's for the Sin. that's for the Costa Sin at 4100 North Point Boulevard. And there's great specials on the menu each and every week. Crab Monday cake. night is crab cake. Crab cake Tuesday night. night is rib night. Wednesday night is steak night with half-price bottles of wine. And Thursday night is lobster night. That's right. So I'll let you tell people what Friday night is. Well, Friday night, you can get anything on the menu that you want. There's great specials uh, throughout the week. And uh, certainly one of my favorites is the prime rib. And uh, you can uh, get crabs. This is the best time of the year for crabs. And uh, crab cakes, obviously, you can get them shipped anywhere in the country. Call Nick and Pete over at the Costas Inn, and they will hook you up. All right, sounds good. 4100 North Point Boulevard, the phone number 410-477-1975. If you do want to get steamed crabs, you might want to keep that number handy. Costas Inn, and call 410-477-1975. 1975. Press Box's Project Game Day is back as we'll be with you to react immediately during and after every Baltimore football game this season. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime with various guests joining him the moment the game wraps up, including the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Press Box's Ken Zalis, and Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports. Press Box's Project Game Day is made possible by great partners like the Costas Inn, like Wise Markets, like Glen Burnie Transmissions, Glory Days Grill, and the U.S. Army. Like Pressbox on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sports and watch Project Game Day there every day, every game day this season. We also urge you, when you're watching this show on uh, Facebook Live, to please like and share the program. We're broadcasting from the Live Casino Hotel Studios Before we get out of here, I mean, we'll take our last break. I wanted to remind you again that Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports, he and his compatriots have put together a benefit Orioles watch party this afternoon. It's starting as we speak at 12 noon down at Jimmy's Seafood on Hollabird Avenue. Jimmy's Seafood, it's a benefit for Mo Gabba, and it looks like there's a good chance they could raise at least $2,000 for the GABA family, maybe even more. Uh, and you can send in money. If you can't go, you can still spend it. send it, courtesy of Venmo, at eric-arditti, A-R-D-I-T-T-I. You can send in some money 
20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. You can spend it by sending it. Did I say spend it? Yeah. <laughs> you can send in the money courtesy of Venmo at Eric Dash Arditi. And uh, it could be $5, it could be $10, or in the case of Craig Heist, $100. Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll be back with a final word or two right after these words. PressBox's Project Game Day is back, as we'll be with you to react immediately during and after every Baltimore football game this season. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime with various guests joining him the moment the game wraps up, including the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, PressBox's Ken Zalis, and Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports. PressBox's Project Game Day is made possible by great partners, Costa Sid, Wise Markets, Glen Burnie Transmissions, Glory Days Grill, and the U.S. Army. Like PressBox on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sports and watch Project Game Day there every game day this season. I like world-famous chicken. You like world-famous chicken. We all like Royal Farms world-famous chicken. Why? Because Royal Farms world-famous chicken's always fresh, never frozen. Because it's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices. Because it's cooked on the spot, right in the store. And because it's the juiciest, best-tasting chicken on the planet. That's why everyone likes Royal Farms world-famous chicken. Western fries, too. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. This is Ross Grimsley with a reminder to all my baseball friends out there that I'm now part of the Press Box podcast team. Catch my take on the O's and whatever's going on in this great game of baseball. We'll also touch base with some of my old friends and teammates. Tune in every Tuesday morning or listen anytime at PressBoxOnline.com slash Ross Grimsley Show. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bill Ordine dives into the evolution of Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, specifically in terms of how quarterbacks grow from their first year to their second year as a pro. Also, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, who has made a significant impact since arriving in Baltimore a year ago. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square offers a better way to tailgate with football and nuggets. You can now pick up a 30-count Chick-fil-A nugget in a football-shaped container, and if it would be helpful, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square can half-cook it, leaving you the opportunity to heat it the rest of the way just in time for your party. And now Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square offers their three-cheese mac and cheese, cheddar, parmesan, and romano combined in this classic side, baked fresh in the restaurant. Download the Chick-fil-A app, place your order, and pile up Chick-fil-A bonus points good for free food. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard. Call Steve if you'd like your party catered by Chick-fil-A. 410-931-0031. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. We are back with a final word or two on uh, today's program. Uh, Craig Heist, I know baseball is uh, your main... uh, your main ballywick these days. Uh, tomorrow's Ravens-Browns game yes. at M&T. Ravens are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Do they cover? No. 
Okay. Do they win? They win. They don't cover, though. Okay. I like them to win and cover. I don't. I think they're going to Brown, really go. Brown, Browns, even when the Browns were 0 and whatever, 16 and yeah. 1 and 15, they've always played these guys tough. Baker Mayfield made it tough on them last year, and uh, he will again tomorrow with his uh, mobility. And I know he's off to a kind of a slow start, but he's got two tremendous wideouts that he's going to throw the ball to against a secondary that has struggled through the first. You think Three John Harbaugh games. was happy with Rex Ryan uh, heating uh, Baker Mayfield up this week, giving uh, him some, you know, with the whole uh, he's overrated. Overrated and that yeah. kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah. I don't think he did the Ravens any favors, but I still think the Ravens' defense I don't, I don't is going to make him look That's a very, lot of points for a division game, and uh, I think you, know, you can say what you want to about the Ravens' defense, but that secondary is a mess right now. All right. Uh, Mr. Ottenheimer, what do you think about that game tomorrow? Um, I said 29-20 Ravens. I mean, I don't know. The question now, Brandon Williams is questionable, so – if he can't oh, play, that, yes. that will no. be uh, interesting to see what plays out in that regard. Did not know that. All right. Uh, how about uh, the other team that you used to cover? Uh, I still do. Uh, the Washington Redskins. I just haven't covered any games. This- well, they're in they, New York. They will get beaten they, like a drum. Well, they get they get in New York against the Giants. Again, a division game, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, they're facing a rookie quarterback who certainly made his mark last week, so we'll see if he can do it two weeks in a row. All right. All right, Craig, thank you for being here. Kyle, thank you for sitting in. Indeed. Appreciate it. By the way, uh, there are rumors out there swirling, and it's it's the wrong decision. Do they follow it, me? No. About me? No. Yeah. But it's the wrong decision if it happens, is that if the Redskins start 0-4 and don't win that game in New York They're tomorrow, fire Jay Gruden. Gruden, yeah, when it should be Bruce Allen and the guy who owns the team that should, should be fire fired. Themselves. <laughs> they should right. fire themselves. All right. All right, there you have it. Uh, We will uh, talk to you soon. Monday at uh, 10 to 12 is Glenn Clark Radio time. And don't forget, Tuesday, um, Ross Grimsley at 9 a.m. with Kyle Ottenheimer. All right. Uh, We're uh, always appreciative of the folks at Live Casino Hotel Studios. I mean, Live Casino (laughs) Hotel. uh, And we are brought to you by live casino hotel because we call ourselves the live casino hotel studios have a great weekend everybody stop by jimmy's seafood this afternoon anytime from now to about three little orioles watch party to benefit mo gabba and his mom sansa gabba who are gallantly fighting against cancer